Today's episode is brought to you by the best store in the universe. Thousands of shirts, but not really. Shop now and support the show at MaddoxRules.com. Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe from the year 2019 to punchboxing the Bean with over 4 million downloads. Heroes Maddox. With me is the rear admiral, Tandage Ron Babcock. Happy New Year, Maddox. And deputy moderators, Dreadmere and Kirk Wilcox. Knock, knock, open up the door, it's real. Welcome back to the show. Guys, welcome back. It's the new year, 2019, and we've got a big show this week because we're going to be debating... 2019 predictions. So those are our predictions for 2019. And I brought in the predictions we have from last year to see how right we were or how wrong in some cases. Uh, wrong, I think, in most cases. But joining us this week is our guests, Kirk Wilcox and Dreadmere, returning guests. Welcome back to the show, guys. Hey, thank you. It's oh, good to be here. Always Happy good to, to have here. you guys. And a quick introduction for those who haven't heard you guys on before. Uh, Kirk, what would you say you, you do, your job? I'm a comedian and I'm a satirist. KirkWilcox.com, CarnegieTimes.com. I'm also on YouTube. I try to put up videos weekly. Yeah. Although the holidays kind of put a dent in that schedule. Right. But I'm back. I just uploaded a new video last night. Aww. Hey, very cool. Yeah. Guys, check out Kirk's stuff. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter because Kirk's really fucking funny. Yeah, like some of these tweets too because I don't think – I think they're still flying under the radar because you deserve a lot more likes and retweets than you're currently getting. But yeah, it, a lot of people happen. do say that. Yeah. And Dreadmere, how about you? Yeah. I uh, Well, I've been making content – uh, for a lot, for the better part of 2018, and then for the last month or so during the holidays, I haven't really done that much. I've just been trying to find new places to work, as well as make videos, uh, reformatting a little bit. So, yeah, yeah. 2019 should be exciting as far as my content goes. Yeah, what I've been focusing on. And as always, uh, Ron Babcock, the rear admiral of Tangents. Oh, you know, just doing the normal things, comedian as well. Yeah. Uh, don't make as much content. I like. I don't make as much content as these guys. Maybe but, we should collab. But I, I would love to content yeah. collab. Uh, you follow me, uh, Hey Ron on Instagram, Ron Babcock on Twitter, and uh, I got You know what I got to do? Got to make a new website because my website, which I previously made in iWeb yeah. in 2008, yeah. finally shit the bucket. Oh no! What happened? Yeah, it turns out like 2008 iWeb isn't built for the long haul. No, <laughs> no. There's a lot of so those those automatic code generating. You know, like Microsoft Word, you can save your document as a web page, and it adds so much overhead in the in the code. You'll add, you'll add like a meg or two of just garbage, like machine generated code for basically a text document. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's kind of like how those things work. I love, I love, but I used to have people be like, "Hey, I like your website. What you what you make it in? Was that like Squarespace? Is yeah. that Wix?" I'm like, "iWeb <laughs> from the 2008 iLife suite of uh, apps." Yeah, how embarrassing! Your guys' website looks outdated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what those words you were talking about means, but I don't know that you do need to make a website. That's the thing is, I'm not really hmm. too. Uh, oh. I don't think websites should exist anymore. <laughs> okay, just apps. Dreadmere? Like, apps with things. You know what? I got trigger. <laughs> You know what, Dreadmere? Welcome back to the show, because we got to talk about something. At oh, the good. tail end of this show, I've been saving some voicemails of people calling in and blasting your ass. Yeah. I, I don't think okay. we've had an ass blasted on this show <laughs> so, <laughs> as hard as they've been ass blasting you lately. Yeah, I get that on a lot of shows. Yeah. Oh, do you really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, because these are going to be really fun, because I feel like Dreadmere, like, there's a kernel of truth in everything he's saying, or, or at least like a, a kernel of um If you did have logic. a website, you should call it this fucking guy. This yeah. fucking guy. Yeah. By the, the URL is available. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the 
Okay, so the the arguments that you make, I feel like sometimes are like a little bit freewheeling, and people latch on to the freewheeling nature of them, and then like, well, I, and maybe you don't, maybe you disagree, because we'll I feel see. like it's a wobbling know. top, and that's what that's the type of. I don't <laughs> entirely remember what I what I said, but I'm well, sure it was true and right. Yeah, so. well, <laughs> you'll get a refresher about that. Yeah, but coming up at the tail end of the show, we got some voicemail. We've got a Babcock tip. We've got some quick news headlines, and if you guys want to leave a voicemail, the voicemail number is on our website, madcastmedia.com. Go to the best debate in the universe, click on any episode, and it's at the bottom of every episode. But we should get to the debates this week. Before yeah. we do that, yeah, I want to hear everyone's buzzers. Here's mine. Kirk? Wrong! Dreadmere. And Ron. There it is. If you hear a buzzer from anyone during this debate... Or discussion, that means someone is disagreeing with someone else or just chiming in with an interjection. But, Kirk, I'm going to start with you this week. What would you say your 2019 prediction is? My prediction is that in 2019, Maddox will update his website less than three times. Okay, you know what? Fuck you, Kirk. I'm going to fucking wow. update that shit three, three times next fair. week just to prove you it's wrong. A, it's Ask. a prediction, not a yeah. fact. Yeah, yeah. okay. You know what? Wrong. Or a little, yeah, you know what? The, the, these promotions and demotions can also happen. I'm going to put that out there. Both yeah. of you guys. Because you're a deputy moderator, Kirk. Dreadmere, you're a deputy moderator. I, I forgot which I was. Rear Admiral, Admiral of, of tangents. tangents. Yeah. Yeah. You may be up for a... <laughs> we'll see if you, you actually, deserve... I actually went last night. I'm like, I wonder how good this prediction is. And I was like, oh, you updated it with the Netflix rant. Yeah. I, yeah. I got to check that out. I've written three or four articles that I haven't even published yet. That happens. Yeah. I've, I've written By articles, so much. Are, are you mispronouncing the word tweets? Okay, Ron. <laughs> I like how you were reaching for that as I was talking. <laughs> I know. With the sound, I didn't even finish the sentence, and you were already like buzzing yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I was getting ready because I, I felt the snark. I felt the, the heat, <laughs> the heat of your snark. You know, like when you run your hand above like a hot stove, and you, you're just feeling it. I'm like, oh, that's a hot stove coming in. Uh, someone in the chat room, Astucart, says, "Wasn't Dreadmere a moderator already?" You know what, Astucart? I think you might be correct. Yeah, Dreadmere, what's going I, on at this, at this you, studio? You place. were a full moderator, but uh, you know, again, like I said. They're they're always up for promotions or demotions. Hey, Kirk, before we get to your real fucking prediction, because that better not be it, I I, I do want to play the predictions we had from last year. I'm interested in hearing what some of these are. Yeah, these were from 2018. So last year, for 2018, we had on Rucka Rucka Ali Mm -hmm. and Jesse P.S. from Potawful. And here's Jesse's first prediction. Let's see what you guys think of this one. Listen to this. In 2018, it will officially, it will have the first official arrests of people saying wrong think on social media in america hmm um, wow that, that's so, didn't count dankulas technically get sentenced this year for that yeah uh, well, he got like 800 dollar fine or something okay so he didn't did he get arrested no he just got a fine well, i go, think he just he got fought the fine, it yeah. he fought getting arrested and going to prison they were trying to do that um but he ended up they ended up settling on a fine which he's still fighting i think i don't no, know i think i didn't that get overturned too like it was I just like was a big stupid too. like slap on the wrist thing yeah. but uh jesse ps did post something not too long about ago. minnesota an anti-bullying law yeah the anti-bullying yeah. law he did I'm post that trying to look it up right now yeah and i think that was and also yeah as uh, joe m in the chat room says count dinkula was not in america so he this is in america okay uh, yeah i think this is this has to happen in america but yeah he did post that link to the anti-bullying law that was passed was it minnesota minnesota yeah anti-cyberbullying is that what it is i think yeah it's uh yeah cyberbullying <clears throat> no I, ha- I haven't looked it's at against the- it it's against it. Yeah, just it's in not case. For not for it. it. Yeah, not for, for it. it. Yeah. Is it an arrest? I thought it was like a fine, like a $500 fine. I don't know. I mean, 
Um, yeah, I'm looking it up. I don't know, actually. Should we count that? That's still the same wrong thing. That's it's in the important. neighborhood, but, you know, it's, when I read the headlines I guess like what that, he, I guess what he's saying, though, I could see him saying is, like, it starts with a fine, and then years yeah. later, it leads to arrest it's a slippery jail slope. time. Right, it's a slippery slope argument. Um, Taylor Nikolai in the chat room says, I'm not aware of this law as a Minnesotan. Uh, well, then. <laughs> then he acts like he still lives there. Like, yeah. he, t- he talks about it all the time. <laughs> okay, and here is the prediction that we had from... Rucka, we should uh, we should play Rucka's predict. Rucka had a bunch of bullshit ass predictions, uh, and we talked about one of his from 2017, which is uh, Maddox will fuck off, uh, which I disagreed with. I didn't. Uh, he had a bunch of bullshit predictions, like Maddox will finally learn something. Um, just a bunch of which you also didn't. Ang- I did fucking learn Dreadmere. I learn everything all the time, and it, it's like, what? like everything I say, I I write it down, and then I read it, and I learn from it. That's how I. Here's a Ruckus prediction from 2018. Listen to this. Here's, mm. here's a really good prediction, Go I on. think. Um, the SJWs and the alt-right will begin to kind of merge, where you'll have like alt-right people that are also like third-wave feminists. There okay. was a headline. I tweeted this last night. It asked, like, can you fight for the cause of women while admiring an anti-Semite? Maybe. That was a headline in the L.A. Times oh, last night. Oh, that. Okay. But that technically happened in 2019. In 2019. So Rucka was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, boy. That makes me so happy that it, ha- it came true in the wrong year. Just three days off. Three days off. Hmm. T- so that means 100% wrong. How, many, how much of the population do you think people like SJW? I oh, have so many fucking acronyms. But like, how many people do you think of our population in America would characterize themselves as an SJW? Like, I, got, I think I have a, a, an educated guess. I would say about 24%. Okay. Why is that? Because when. That seems really high to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, then probably probably half that, then maybe like 12%. And I'll tell you why. is because Huffington Post, Huffington wow. Post women. You were just so emphatic it, about that 24%, and then you immediately it, were like, well, maybe about 12. Yeah, because yeah, okay. I thought I thought about it, and I think you're right, because most people don't even know what that, SCW that my is. My point is, is sometimes I feel like so much emphasis is put on talking about this, yeah. and then when I'm like, how many people are we really talking about here? Right. This like perceived gr- massive group of people. Yeah. And I'm like, I just well, don't know. Even if it's not that significant, if they're loud enough, they can be influential. They're influential. Yeah, I but think it's that's an ideology. Yeah. Like, we go to, I've been to, like, MythCon and where these people, SJWs, go, and even they will say it sarcastically or ironically, like, nobody commits, like, I'm an SJW. Like, even the people, like, 12% is high, because they may be that, but they're not going to say, I am that. They're just going to uh, yeah, have the same idea. It, it's kind of like a pejorative. Like, some people use it ironically, but here's why I came to that number is because Huffington Post a while back, which, uh, not a fan. I don't like Huffington Post. And, but Huffington, Huffington Post women is very, like, you know, far left, SCW in that sphere, right? They did a survey to see how many women identified as feminists. And the number of women who identified as feminists, according to Huffington Post women, was only 24%. And uh, with men, it's something like – it's it's like something even lower. It's like, uh, you know, 18-something percent, whatever. However, when they asked the same people whether or not they were for equal rights – or essentially egalitarians, uh, the number jumped up to like 90% on yeah. both camps. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because yeah. that's like the underlying – that's what they think they're fighting for is equal. Equal rights. Equal everything. I, I, I went out on a date recently with uh, – Okay, stop bragging. <laughs> Jesus Christ. With a girl. It. She was like, are you a feminist? And I'm like, uh, no. Oof. And I'll tell you – I know. It's, it's like, well, I, And I'm like, no. But here's here's why because I think the label comes with a, a lot of baggage. Yeah. Am I for equal rights? Yes, but I, the 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 label today has changed. It means like 
you're for equal rights plus all the uh, manspreading, mansplaining, uh, you know, all these like c- crazy kind of things that, that people are are I feel I feel like ruining the movement for like what what started out as an authentic movement for equal rights has now kind of shifted into this like weird thing where we're trying to Get penalize guys, guys for spreading it got, their uh, yeah. It kind of got hijacked by Marxist intellectuals like Catherine McKinnon, who teaches law at the University of Michigan. What, it was, give me an example. What, what did she do? Well, she like a lot of times she'll like give like speeches like from the 80s and 90s where she's talking about like how you know great the Bolsheviks were and everything. But she's like one of the leading known as one of the leading feminist intellectuals in America. Oh, and interesting. I didn't know that. Um, so anyway, well, maybe you should write it down and then read it and then you'll know it. <laughs> I still I think learn Bell exactly. Hooks is another one. <laughs> Um, it's, weird, it's weird that you have all these red flags for dating. Like, oh, if she if she doesn't offer to pay, I'm out of the door. But then when they say, oh, are you a feminist? You're fine with it. You're just like slightly defensive. Like that's the clear. She clearly clearly has a lot of things to say. Like that, I'm just not gonna. That's a problem. I, I went I went on another date where this girl's like. Because um, I was telling her I'm like politically moderate, you know, I'm pretty centrist, and I know centrist is because it's also one of those words now. It's becoming a dirty word on the internet. Yeah, like it's centrist. annoying. Yeah, it's annoying, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, uh, yeah, I'm a centrist. Caveat, you know, asterisk, whatever. And I'm going to stop using that word eventually because it's becoming like feminist or like SJW. Like it has baggage. It's that almost like with it's it. not a good idea to subject yourself to an entire group ideology. It's almost like that's a bad thing to do. Is it going to be a ding or a buzz, Dreadmere? <laughs> I don't know. Let, 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 keep talking. Maybe, maybe, maybe both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So she's, she, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, p- pretty politically moderate. doesn't mean I don't have strong views. I'm very uh, against Trump. And um, she's like, well, what do you think of babies in cages? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I said, well, it depends. What do the babies do? <laughs> Isn't a crib technically a cage? <laughs> a crib is a, a cage. That's right, Dreadmere. Yeah, it has bars on it. Kirk, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does have bars. They are made so babies can't get out of it. Yeah, it's true. Anyway, we should get to my. So prediction. both both of their predictions were wrong, basically. Um, uh, Rucka's and uh, Jesse. Jesse's. Jesse's is. I'm going to put an asterisk next to because we'll have to look into the details of that of that law, that anti-bullying law. But I think because a lot of times these laws get passed and people have, you know, the outrage culture is on the left and the right. Because the outrage culture on the left is like, oh, my God, someone said a no-no word. But the outrage, outrage culture on the right is also, like, taking these these laws and then, like, taking it, making a slippery slope argument about it and saying, oh, my God, now people are going to get arrested for using the wrong pronoun with a trans person. When you look at the details of the law, it's like, no, it's kind of more nuanced than that. And it's kind of like, you know, it's steeped in, like, harassment and, and, and uh, you know, assault and things like that. So... Anyway, we'll put an asterisk next to that one. All right, so what was yours? My prediction. This is a real smart one. Let's listen to this. Shitty predictions, shitty predictions all around. But I got the real ones, guys. All right, I got a real prediction for you. Yeah. And I think, I'm, I, think I may be right on this. And Jesse, I, th- I know you'll have some opinions on, on this, but this one is a prediction about Taco Bell. I think Taco Bell will have a burger taco. Oh, God. <laughs> That sounds like something you would predict. Yeah, you know what? Was that me, Dre? Was that a good thing? Did it not come true? Uh, no, it did not. That but not, I, not from Taco Bell. Okay, but it did. The, there were several franchises that made taco burgers, and I was saying that the pat, the shell itself would be a, a taco or a burger patty. Hmm. Oh, yeah! Wow, that is disgusting. Yeah, but they did do the the chicken, the fried chicken uh, as the shell. Yeah. 
So, I mean, they are... In the neighborhood. But I feel like that just, to me, that a fried chicken cutlet, like a breaded chicken cutlet, is yeah. infinitely less greasy than a naked burger patty. Yeah, they're all pretty gross. But, but you it, know what? They, I, I guarantee you they thought about it. Yeah. Like, I guarantee you they brainstorm about this you before. Know it's, you know it's coming. It's one of those things. We got a super chat in the chat room from Elizabeth for $5. Thank you, Elizabeth. She says, cyberbullying is now illegal in Michigan, punishable by jail time. Is that true? Let's let's get a fact check. If Taylor's still in the chat room, I mean, she just spent five bucks to say it, so yeah, well, I kind of feel like it's true. <laughs> I guess that's a know. lot of money to spread lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's just say it's true. Don't make Taylor work on his. He's at home. Yeah, his day off during, during his holiday. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, those are the predictions. I think that uh, three out of three, all wrong. Although uh, <laughs> an asterisk next to Jesse's, and then Rucka's just wrong by three days. Damn. So, but still, one hundred percent wrong. Well, that's one hundred percent. 100% wrong. All right, well, That's what that means. Because uh, it has to happen in 2018. If it comes in at 12.01 a.m. <laughs> the, on, on 2019, you're still 100% wrong. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, what time zone was he in? <laughs> yeah. So, Kirk, what is, your, what is your prediction? I think Facebook is really going to fall off in 2019. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. I like that one a lot. Now, by by th- fall off, you mean uh, less users or like less money coming in like or just like yeah. less culturally um, relevant? That's a good question because at first I was going to say the business, and then I remembered that they own Instagram and Oculus, so they might be pretty safe on the yeah. business end. But as a platform... Uh, in in 2018, Facebook's stock price peaked at like $215 per share over the summer. And then like in a day, they lost like $40 per share. It was like the biggest loss in the history of the stock market valuation. Really? Wow. Yeah. In it one been, day? Yeah. What was, the, what was the news? Like it was the Cambridge Analytica scandal? I think it was just the fact – I think it was that and the fact that they their user growth has stalled out. Yeah. That, that I think it was like days after that when it, it fell off, but it's been downhill ever since. And I know the stock market has been on, on a downhill trend for the last few months altogether, and you right. can attribute it to that. But it was two fifteen when it peaked. Now it's at one thirty five a share today. So wow, that's a huge drop off. That is a huge drop. But another thing is that younger people, people under twenty five, are either not embracing it nearly as much, or they're just leaving it altogether. And I know this part is anecdotal on my end, but a lot of people I talk to are under twenty five. Dreadmere can attribute uh, to this, but uh, they just don't think Facebook is cool. They it's think not. they think it's oh, that's what my my mom used it. That, that was yeah. what my grandma, and my teacher used. Yeah. Why would I want to share memes and and Fortnite playthroughs and clips and and vaping videos with my parents? I don't want to do that. It's yeah. kind of like this. Ugh, I, I don't want to be part of it. Yeah, it is. You're absolutely right on that. I disagree. One hundred percent. With what part? What do you? Well, disagree? okay, you're right about it not being very cool right now. Like people, yeah, I don't really go on Facebook for social aspects anymore. But what Facebook did do is launch a facebook watch um it's like a new it's like what they're doing is they're paying creators and producing their own shows and so they get certain people to create it's kind of like it's like it's like a facebook it's hardware but like with just like facebook tv basically yeah it's like it's like but they're putting like money behind it like netflix would or something like like youtube red like a paid service and they're really good shows like like there's this one show called the real bros of simi valley with like cody co and like all these old viners and like they're really it's really funny and I, you can only watch it on Facebook like they're not allowed to upload it to YouTube so the first season's on YouTube and then okay. Facebook approached them and but I don't it to but I, I remember seeing that that piece of hardware that Facebook is trying to get and people can can video chat with it and oh, use that uh, maybe, yeah maybe but I like don't I don't think that. think that a lot of people are gonna feel comfortable having a device from Facebook in their home that and it's always on 
Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are going to be creeped out by that because of all the data scandals that Facebook has been having. Like, out of, I mean, all the companies aren't great, but out of all of them, I feel like Facebook is like, Jesus I mean, there's Christ. a million things that you can do to video chat with somebody. But as far as content goes, Facebook is really pushing the idea that we're, we're going to have good content on this site. So come to this site for that. I don't know about socializing or whatever, but there's good stuff to watch. <clears throat> That's yeah, a valid but, point. But like, don't they have a lot of competition? Isn't Twitch kind of taken off and you already have YouTube and Netflix and all these other competitors to Facebook? Yeah, yeah there's competition, but that's why they that's why they have it so that they can upload this to YouTube or something. Like they're saying we're gonna back it, but it's gotta be here. It's so, exclusively Facebook. Yeah, I don't right. know if I don't know if Dreadmare is uh I don't know what age he is. Me and either. I honestly if he, if he told me he was forty four, I'd be like, Yeah, okay, I can see that. And if he said he was fourteen, I'd be like, I could definitely see that. He might be like a nine hundred year old vampire. I can't tell. He's got one of those faces yeah. that's like Gets, You're gonna uh, look this way for the rest of your life. See, I was born and I like immediately look like 35. <laughs> yeah. When you I've been, aging. I've been 35 since I've been 22. Yeah. Like I just have. All, I saw a picture of me from 10 years ago. I look exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Another um, thing that happened with Facebook in 2018 was a lot of the, they purged a lot of pages yes. out of you know because of Russian propaganda, fake news, bot accounts, and all, and trolls. But a lot of them were popular. One of them was this page called the Mind Unleashed, which I'm. Definitely oh, not a fan of. I remember that, yeah. And but it had a lot of followers, and a lot of people were pissed off that you know what it's like. Why would I want to come to Facebook when he might just delete one of the pages that I like to follow? The Free Thought Project too was another I th- one. Maybe I think. that's what I'm. It thinking. was the Free Thought Project. Okay. That's the one, and that was an interesting one to me because that's kind of been like I it, think I confused that with Mind Unleashed, so yeah. it might have been the Free Thought Free Thought Project. Project, and that was the one where it's kind of like an anti-cop Facebook page, but uh, you a lot know, of Guy Fox memes. Yeah, a lot of Guy Fox memes, but also like I've, I've seen some decent journalism come out of there i think cassandra fairbanks was one of the journalists or one of the, the ladies who was like writing stuff for that website and she got kind of notoriety it went pretty viral uh but then they the you know i think it was categorized as kind of like a hate page or something like that because they started focusing so much on anti-cop stuff okay and i think there was a, a lot of pressure on facebook but what was it uh, like a couple episodes ago ron i brought in that news story where we talked about how facebook purged something like 1.2 billion accounts on their platform because they were either fake accounts or bots or some other shit 1.2 billion i mean twitter had this problem too a a while back where it sounded like only 12 percent of their user base was active at all so people are just creating these fake accounts these throwaway accounts these duplicates well instagram did that too they had a huge purge a while back a lot of everybody's like page you know follower count dropped by like i don't know 10 percent 20 percent in in youtube as well i mean it's a big problem online and i I talk i read this new york times article talking about how they're trying to tackle this because there's so many of these like bot farms that create uh you know these just seas of fake accounts to manipulate votes and subscribers and things like that and it's a big problem because uh you know you can you can shift your ip addresses around and things like that so they're trying to tackle that constantly um but dreadmere i want to address something you said earlier with about facebook watch and mm-hmm. you think that that might contradict kirk's prediction i'll tell you why that is big old fat wrong and I'll, it's because it's because of vh1 vh1 uh, a long time ago, I talked to some VH1 executives, and they were telling me the problem they had with VH1, which is when the network first launched, they did these kind of they, – they wanted to differentiate themselves from MTV. When MTV was first launched back in the day, they played the actual music videos, and VH1 kind of did the same thing. So people were, were confused. They're like, well, why are there two of these networks? What is VH1 doing? So VH1 kind of changed their format to these like 10-minute 
short infotainment pieces like where are they now yeah. you know that sort of thing like oh he, what happened to this band from the 90s or 80s or whatever and then that was what the network kind of became known for and that was their brand and people tuned in for that then when they tried to change their programming people revolted they were like no this isn't what we came to vh1 for and so it didn't work and the network kind of lang- languished to my understanding and i think that's the same thing with the same problem facebook's going to have Unless YouTube really shits the bed. If YouTube really fucks up, people might revolt and say, okay, we're publishing on Facebook as a platform. But I don't think Facebook is, is much friendlier to creators. I mean, YouTube's not exactly uh, held in high regard as far as creators go right now. People are looking for another site. Um, people are looking for somewhere else to go to put content as well as consume content. People are fed up with YouTube, I think. <sighs> you know what I'm fed up is people bitching about YouTube. <laughs> like, can, you, can you just like... I mean, I don't agree with them necessarily. I'm never, like, like, I think it's kind of we annoying. Have, we but... have so many content creators who come <laughs> on this show. Yeah. And every single one of them, like, the, like within the first fucking 45 seconds of meeting them, Every time it's like, well, I fucking hate YouTube. Yeah, and I'm like, point. every yeah. single one, I'm like, you don't fucking have a job. You don't have a real job. Like, you have a job, but you don't like, have to go to an office for a job. You sit at home, you think of shit, and you have fans, who and, and you help fund your lifestyle. Okay, Dad. Like, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> no. Just shut the fuck up. Uh, all right, all right. Yeah. That's such a, that's. No, my grandfather came to this country, oh, was Jesus. an immigrant, literally worked in a coal mine. Literally worked well, on why the first he, YouTube And now. a piece of coal <laughs> fell on him. Why did he like, start a Patreon? I, it's just <laughs> shut the. At some point, it's like I get it. It's unfair, but at some point, just shut the fuck up. Yeah, I mean, my God, it's fair, but you're wrong for why it's. Yeah, why, what your points are. I'm agree, points I agree. I agree with Redmere. Like yeah. you're, you're right, Ron. In your that's we could stop there. We could just stop there. <laughs> Let's just the stop reasons, there. Though, wrong reasons. Yeah. Uh, real quick though, Taylor, we do have an update from Taylor. With oh wait, never mind. The message was retracted. I thought he had an update. Um, we got a. We do real quick. We do have a super chat from Pavage Bavin. It says Facebook's data collection is a drop in the bucket compared to what ISPs can track. That's true, but ISPs aren't really doing as much with that data, to my knowledge. They're not. They're not like creating these neural networks and data, deep data mining. Taylor does have an update there. He said the Federated States of Micronesia, Marshall Islands, and Palau have no laws policy on cyberbullying. All other states' territories have cyberbullying laws slash policies. Yeah, okay, so this is already a thing, so I don't know why it was such a big thing that it was, it, can't, it happened in Minnesota. I mean, so. there's, I mean, I've heard stories, like, of, like, even a while ago where people would post something like, I'm going to do something to, like, at school, or I'm going to, like, attack this guy on Facebook. Like, they post it, and then the yeah. police come and arrest them for that because it's, like... You know, well, it's inciting not, but, violence. Right, yeah. So that's – I think that is um, – there's yeah. there's something to be said about that, that the threat of force is force. But um, is, is that cyberbullying? It's like – no, it's not cyberbullying. Well, cyberbullying also is, is kind of a vague term because what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. It, is it has to be properly defined. Yeah. Is it like that Lifetime movie? Back in my day, out? we used to bully people in person. Yeah. That was just called IRL burn bullying. Yeah. <laughs> in the coal mines or whatever. In the coal to, mines. Yeah, I used to push people down in the coal mines. Yeah. Great. Uh, <laughs> well, look, Kirk, I agree with that, and I'll tell you why. I, I think Facebook's decline in, first of all, engagement and use has been a long downward spiral for a while now. Because uh, just look at the m- amount you personally post. Like, I don't post anything on Facebook anymore. Yeah, but it's still fucking massive. Every time and I go anytime, to Facebook, I'm, I wonder, what am I doing here? But, can, yeah. but, if, but if there's a competitor who comes up against Facebook, right? Like, do you really think Facebook's just going to let them grow, or they're just going to buy them out? Well, yeah, but here's the problem. I think that we're going, we're going to have going forward, and it's a good, it's a good thing, which is Facebook has kind of set the precedent that you can't trust us. You cannot trust Facebook. They don't have your best interest in mind. They don't have your security 
uh, interests in mind. They don't have your privacy in mind. So Facebook will betray your trust. And and they've kind of set that precedent. And I think any other con- company going forward, even Google, Google's motto for a long time was don't, don't be, be evil. evil yeah. And now Google, you know, there's all sorts of scandals like Google's kowtowing to the Chinese government uh, with their censorship policies. But then the argument could be made, hey, if not Google, who is going to come in and be that number one pers- provider? Is it going to be Russia? And do you think Russia is going to uphold the values of free speech and non-censorship more so than Google? I mean, it's kind of like you're picking the, the, the better of two bad solutions. Uh, so I, I get it, but like it's set a precedent so that people are kind of doubtful and and mistrustful of some of these big companies. You should be wary of whatever products you're using. I don't know if that would apply to the next. I mean, it, people might be more aware of it, I guess. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, whatever. It's it's Google and I mean, there's Bing. Forgot about Bing. I remember y'all forgot about Bing. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't Spider Man uses. Hey guys, don't forget about Bing. I remember Bill Simmons talking about Facebook last year on a podcast. He was talking about the tech journalists. I can't remember their name, but they they had a long podcast about Facebook. And he was talking about how he really soured on them because Bill Simmons has millions of followers. He's a prominent sports writer. He founded the Ringer Network, which is part of HBO. But he said when he got his Facebook, he had really strict security, like only his like closest friends could see his stuff, and he thought he was safe. And then after a few years, he would get messages on Twitter from fans saying, hey, I just want to let you know, like I if I go to your Facebook, I can see everything. I know who you're friends with. I see pictures of your kids. Yeah. And he's like, I thought I had the settings right, yep. and Facebook must have changed the terms of services and must have buried that notification on yep. like page 356 and not told me, really. I mean, they told me, but they didn't really tell me. And it's just like, I, that makes me not want to trust them anymore. No. Facebook, they, Mark Zuckerberg tried to do this transparency thing a, a long time ago when Facebook was still, you know, in its in its infancy stages, where every time there was a change to the user policy, he would make it a democratic process. He would put it out at the top of Facebook, and everyone would see what it was. And, and they tried this three times, and every single time there was this huge backlash, huge revolt. Yeah. Everyone was like, fuck Facebook, I'm deleting my account, whatever. So then Facebook just stopped Public, they they kept changing their policies, but they just stopped publicizing it and stopped making it dem- democratic. There's got to be something that goes against that too. The whole like, well, we well, we told you about it. I mean, we yeah. told. It's like they the company gets to say we told you about it, and it's buried in this like massively long, longer than the constitution. Then nobody ever reads, yeah. and so the entire onus and responsibility is put on me as yeah. a consumer to yeah. go through this very verbose document yeah. and yeah. to see what's I mean, changed. I mean, like, it I, is I, still on you, but to do something like that, to change your security settings, kind of not really it, telling you up front. And, yeah. but it's, a, it's a way for them to do whatever they want and, they, and then they put the caveat like, oh, well, you're responsible. Well, that's what I mean. It's like yeah. now people should go through that more. I mean, if you're going to buy something or use something, you should. No, no, but, the, but it's not about, like, let's say you do that right and you buy into this product with a certain expectation for it for it to deliver whatever you bought into mm-hmm. if they then retroactively change it like for example amazon got I in trouble the playstation story was coming the playstation yeah well the playstation <laughs> story is a good one but amazon um was was retroactively censoring versions of mark Tw- i think it was a mark twain book they took out the n word uh that was sold to certain customers and people were like, no, fuck you. I bought this book. You can't publish a different manuscript than the one I paid for. Yeah. And that's essentially what's happening with these companies. And there's a story I just read about Grindr. Someone's suing Grindr, the uh, the gay dating app site, because this guy too broke up. Too many women. Too, <laughs> there's too many chicks on Grindr. <laughs> all, that's where all the dudes are, so that's where all the chicks are going. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so this guy broke up with his uh, boyfriend, and his ex boyfriend became like you know vindictive and obsessed with him, and started adding fake profiles of him to Grinder every day. This dude was getting twelve guys coming to his place of work, coming to his home, looking for sex, and this guy filed multiple police reports. And finally, he's he's taking Grinder to court because he's saying, "Look, people are misusing your platform. They're using it in a way that." you didn't even warn us about that could be misused. Like, for example, he's trying to make the same argument that this is not like a, a free speech issue, but rather that it's a product that is malfunctioning. Like, if you buy a stove, you, you turn on the switch and you expect to, you know, heat your, heat your uh, water. When you turn it off, you should expect for it to stop, not to continue using that heat or whatever. Like, it's almost like a product misuse so argument. How is, like, literally anybody, anybody that you invite to your house could just post that somewhere. Like, why is that Grinder's fault specifically? Because Grinder is... I mean, they're the ones who are who created this platform without the the adequate safe like safeguards. Like, if you create a product that harms your your end user and they signed up for it to use it under like a certain uh, with a certain understanding, then you might be liable for it. Like, if you buy a car that blows up, yeah, but this is like something like doxing, right? This that's what this is. It's doxing, like. I don't know that the site that the doxing happened on is necessarily at fault because I could dox I could dox anybody just by saying where they where they live and like I don't know I just don't know how you would safeguard that like you're giving you're choosing to give information to somebody knowing that they could betray you like no 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 this is his boyfriend doing right ex boyfriend yeah. yeah right so he gave like he went to his house presumably a, a few times and he knows where he lives and then he was upset about it so he gave his address to people like I don't see why that's see you know, is saying that the end result is the person who's actually doing it yeah the ex boyfriend Maddox yeah. is saying that the the company that's facilitating this has uh, a certain responsibility yeah, as they, well. Yeah, they have safeguards. It's like, for example, companies right now have safeguards against your password getting stolen or, or protect, you know, leaked or whatever yeah. because they put it in databases with uh, hashes and they encrypt it and whatever. They're doing their due diligence. Companies could very simply solve this problem. Like YouTube right now. YouTube voluntarily created this uh, Digital Millennium Copyright Act uh, procedure where they have content ID. Mm -hmm. So if you upload a piece of music... They do a check in their database against all other music that they have archived, and they see if there's an exact match, and they say, okay, this is copyrighted content. You could do something very similar with Grindr and just say, hey, this profile picture keeps getting uploaded. The person who this represents doesn't want to be on our website, so we should prevent that from happening. It's something they could do, but they're not doing, and I think that's – if they, if they have the ability to prevent abuse on their platform and they don't exercise it, the question then becomes why? Why? Yeah, uh, I mean, that's kind of, uh, I don't know, I, these are all, I guess, growing pains. I don't really know. I just don't see, like, why Grindr would still be responsible. Like, even thinking of that, like, because there's a lot of issues where people, like, maybe you forget your account password, you make a new account. Like, that happens, you know, so I, I don't see why, you know, and, and plus it's not like this guy couldn't still do this. Like, I feel like if this guy wanted to get back at him, he could just go on Facebook and do it or somewhere else and just put his address out. You know what I mean? Well, like, then they're just two people who are both breaking the law. Ex well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, this guy who is doxing him, he's he's definitely committing harm to this other guy. Like, he should be held responsible. I don't right. know that Grinder should be. Yeah, well, that's an interesting uh, debate that's going to be had. But anyway... Not to mention all the political stuff that's going on with Facebook. Now that we're yeah. kind of at this topic, they were in court last year, and who knows what's going to happen to them going forward politically. Let, let's 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 get to Dreadmere's prediction, though. I want to hear all what right. uh, what Dreadmere has to say. It's kind of like the opposite of Kirk's, where I think a new uh, 
social media platform is going to emerge to like the forefront, either the flagship of content like video content or like YouTube or maybe socializing in some way. But I think there's going to be a new social media that everybody is is on board with. Not oh, like TikTok, but like something else. Okay, I I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that that's true. But it's not going to like all of a sudden be it's not going to all of a sudden be better. Maybe it will be in some respects, but then in a few years, people will be just as pissed off at whatever this new social media well, thing for, is going to be. For a minute, everyone thought Snapchat was going to be the next big thing, and it's yeah. been a total flop for the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, Snapchat's pretty much dead. In fact, the, the thing I see most on Snapchat these days is just ads for TikTok. <laughs> it's so sad. I tried to watch one of the fucking bullshit Snapchat stories recently where um, it was from food, some food website, Bon Appetit or something like that, and it was like, Here's the 13 foods that you that like look like something you think they're not, and they're all they're all just cocks. And it's just like it's, it's like here's here's a gooey duck. It's not what you think. Get your mind out of the gutter. And yeah, like, I do hate those. I hate the fucking <laughs> condescending. All those those you never would guess how to how to do this or some shit. Or like, yeah. look at this. You're probably thinking that I'm like, what, what the fuck? Like I'm just I'm just on Snapchat. Like why are you assuming? Yeah, you, they're they're putting it. They're planting <laughs> it in your mind, and it, it's also like a super close up shot of like a gooey duck, which just looks like a veiny penis. It's so gross. And then they're like, get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. And then the next one is like. This one looks like a, a white dildo, but it's not. It's actually Squidro, idiot. I'm like, yeah. this is- <laughs> it's like it's like always one step away from calling me fag, you yeah, know, like, and like pushing me. And yeah. You're like, why? I, why are you doing this? So, and in between this sh- really shitty content was ad after ad after ad. I'm like, I'm just trying to get through this listicle essentially on Snapchat, and most of the ads were just for TikTok, which is a cringe factory. That oh was actually a prediction I thought of oh, bringing man. in because. Snapchat is down to like f- under six dollars a share. And I thought someone might buy Snapchat this year because it's so in the gutter. They really shit the bed. They were number one for so long. I mean, they they were like the hot new thing, and they had they solved the problem of Facebook, which is Facebook has too many old people on it. Right? It's considered like an old unhip thing. Even I remember even like six seven years ago, I walked up to a girl in a bar, and you know we're talking, we're hitting it off, whatever. I'm like, hey, um, can I you know can can I add you on Facebook? And she goes, ew, Facebook's for old people. <laughs> 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 this is yeah. like seven years ago. Well, she also, was twelve years old, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> it also is like too. Like I feel like adding someone on Facebook is really personal because there is so much of your information on there. Like you should probably know that you, you like when you meet someone at a bar, you're not like let me add you on Facebook. Like you can add someone on Instagram because you're just doing all the cool shit that you do on Instagram and Twitter, maybe even. But Facebook is like. Yeah, it, it is kind of highly personal, and I think it's it's reserved for like people that you know at work or people that you see a lot. Like, I'm like I don't know. I feel like it's just gonna have a different place as far as that stuff goes. Like, it's kind of like a LinkedIn or something. Where LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn is 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 an interesting one because that might be that might be a platform that really kind of takes off. And it is um, pushing like even content now, like video content. Yeah. Yeah, our own Taylor was kind of uh, was kind of pitching that a while back, but uh, yeah, I, that, I'm hopeful, Dreadmere. I hope that there's a new social media that network that comes by. Currently, the the reigning champ, I think, is Instagram, by far. Yeah, Instagram's always been been up there, um, but Facebook. Keep in mind, Facebook's been around for a very long time, like a very very long time. So I don't. I mean, Ron, you were saying like they have a short shelf life. I think it depends on the platform. Like I mean, they, but they all tend one, to but. cannibalize. And Facebook is the one that is still here, but they I, all kind of cannibalize one another. Where we all we're all like infatuated with Snapchat, and then you know, six to eight months later, everyone's like, Snapchat, what a fuck, like fucking sucks, and then we just move on to the next thing. And there isn't one. Fa- Facebook is the one that seems to like it has 
it has stuck around the longest because it's grown so big and it uses that Facebook Connect. So now you need Facebook to log into yeah. all these different websites, which from a security standpoint, I remember when they first rolled that out, I was like, I am never doing that. I still don't do it. Oh, yeah. I, I always, always have a unique. That. Every site. Ev- absolutely <laughs> not. I won't give Facebook just one access to all my other. You know, just get a password manager, man. It does it for you. It's the same thing and it's way more safer. Like it's, but I don't, I don't know. I just feel like or no, just nothing memorize lasts your passwords like a man. Yeah. Just yeah. one button. I just continue with Facebook. Continue. Okay. <laughs> That's good. I feel yeah. like Facebook is kind of in that spot where Apple has been post-Steve Jobs, where they're not really innovative anymore. They're just playing catch-up, and whatever new thing comes out, they just try to copy it or replicate it in some manner. Well, Facebook has become so big, they're just kind of a lumbering giant, so they have to play it safe. They're the biggest. Can we just get one prediction that's not about goddamn social media? Okay. I got one, Ron. I got it. I got a prediction. Let's get to mine, and we'll get to yours last, yeah? Sounds good. All right. Here's my prediction. My prediction, and I get one of these, (laughs) because I run the soundboard, is people will be totally burnt out on Star Wars. Yeah. Finally. A real fucking prediction. I I think that's already happened in 2018. Yeah. Well, it's it's starting to. It's starting to. uh, But I think that it's going to be the year where people just revolt against Star Wars. They're not going to go and see that next Star Wars movie, and not just because it's bad, but because people are tired of it, right? Not the, just because it's bad? Yeah, because, because um, the, the, what was that Star Wars movie that everybody panned? Han, the, Han Solo? Solo was bad. Yeah, no, I thought Solo. everyone liked Solo. People didn't go to see Solo because they didn't like The Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah no you, one saw it, but it was good. You know what? Yeah, I like watched it. it on the plane, and I was all ready to shit all over it, and I was like, I really like this movie. Solo? I thought it was, yeah. yeah. No, it, it wasn't Solo. It. it was the other one, the Star Last Wars. Jedi. Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah, that was that what it was? Yeah. That one was yeah. rough. Yeah. yeah. I watched it on Netflix, and I was like, it's like an hour and a half of nothing. There's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of things going on. Was that There's the one going on. where Luke Skywalker is a hologram? Is that that one? Yes. yes. Okay, Spoiler yeah. alert. That's a big piece of shit. Um, Red Letter Media does the best yes. Star Wars reviews. You guys got to watch Red Letter Media's... I mean, they're, they're an hour long, and you think, no fucking way am I going to watch this shit for an hour. And I, I, that's when I first saw the re- first Red Letter Media. And, and I kind of started skimming it, and I was like, this is so good. It's so well done. He, he, this guy, it comes from a place of... Like, this guy's got like the biggest nerd heart. Because um, it is just like comes from a place of pure passion and love for movies and especially Star Wars. So his criticism of it comes from a place of like almost like a wounded bird. Like I want you to be better, but you're not. Yeah. <laughs> and here's how you could be better. It's like almost like a disappointed father. Yeah, like a disappointed father. They're so good. Uh, Kermudgeon in the chat room says Star Wars was never good. Um, I also got a super chat from Pavich Bavin for $5. Thank you, Pavich. He says, if you have that grinder debate, it will literally be the gayest debate in the universe. <laughs> Maybe. We could probably find a gayer one. Um, <laughs> you know, I used to be a defender of the prequels until I watched those Red Letter Media reviews, and I was like, yeah. okay, you're right. Oh, you-, uh, you got persuaded, huh? Oh, yeah. So you, you enjoyed it less after you watched someone else's review. Yeah. I would say so. That's interesting. I, I'm kind of like that, actually. I wrote this review of one of the prequels a long time ago, and there's this girl, I, this girl who's like, yeah, I, I really like the prequels until I, I read your review, and I'm like, oh, I kind of... Um, you know, though, I, I, but uh, to go off on your point about how Star Wars is going to lose it, it, I did just read this article online about this guy who wrote that your shitty opinion about a Netflix movie doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> Maddox, did you see that one? Uh, did you see that article? It just came out like this past week. It sounds good. Uh, what is it? Tell me more. Uh, it's it's fine. Uh, <laughs> you won't see three more of those in 2019. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, I mean, a great prediction. 
yeah, about thanks. movies. I thanks. mean, Boba Fett got canceled <laughs> in 2018. I don't That's know. That's right. Yeah, Boba. Like... I think Boba Fett got, got canceled because of how Solo. Yeah, performed. it did. Um, so does that really count as a 29? I don't know. Well, so you guys are bolstering my case is by saying Solo was a good movie. It was, but and it didn't do well, which means it's a sign of the burnout. Yes. Yeah. Or is it people finally going to watch Solo now it's on Netflix, realize it was a good movie, and well, be like, you know what, maybe I should give Star Wars another chance. No. Here's the thing, though. Are people... <laughs> <laughs> There's a crucial difference, because you said people are going to get burned out. Are they burned out, or do they think that Star Wars is being ruined? Um, I think it... You know, I, I'm going to say burnout because it doesn't matter how good the movie is, like Solo, and that's a, that's a sign. Like Solo was actually, according to you guys, it was good, and people still didn't go see it. So it's got to be burnout. They they have they're running that franchise into the fucking ground by merchandising the shit out of it. Because you look at the Marvel stuff, the Marvel movies are cranked out at a much faster rate than Star Wars ever has, and people are still going to see. Yeah, those. And they have a lot of merchandise too, and they're killing it. Like. Marvel everything. But Marvel has enough diversity in their storylines and their universe that, like, the Marvel comic universe is so much bigger than Star Wars. Star Wars is just one universe. It's the Star Wars universe. Yeah, but if you saw how many fucking books and comic books and games and all these things that are canon and side story, like, Star Wars does have the capacity for a, a cinematic universe. I don't know that people want to see a cinematic universe from Star Wars, like, but it does have the capacity there. Um, but Marvel's just doing it better. Like Marvel's, like they're cons- they're making them out fast. Like you said, they're Even- constantly doing shit. Like Avengers, it's like they have their big Avengers movie. That's the one that everyone looks for. And then throughout the year, they have these other characters that are pretty good too. It's like. And when there was discussions of uh, Disney buying Fox, everyone's like, oh, we're going to get more X-Men movies part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe from Fantastic Four. I don't think that panned out, but... I mean, no, but, like, <laughs> like Star Wars has been ruined as far as, like, the prequels are shitty. It's just very inconsistent. They're constantly shifting the property around. There, there have been more... From a fan's point of view, I think there have been more misses than there have been home runs. With Marvel? or With, with Star, uh, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, and whenever there is, like... A home run, there's still always people, like, very fervent, I don't know, very strong opinions. So, I mean, I don't know if you could ever make a Star Wars fan happy. Well, okay, so the way that a Star Wars fan looks at Star Wars is they think 4, 5, and 6 were good. Yeah. They've always been good until the they remastered and shit. That's bad. But the 4, 5, and 6 originals are good. 6 is, is kind of on the cusp. It's like, okay. And then... Seven is like okay. Also, eight is a tragedy. One, yes. two, and three are bastardizations of the franchise. So, it, like most of the like, so it hasn't been good for like twenty years, as far as they're concerned. I don't know, 30, 40, uh, Maddox. You might be. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of leaning yeah. more towards maybe it's Me. time for people to are getting a little burnt out by it. Yeah, when, are, they, when they have, I mean, like, it's still going to be a huge. They're still going to make. I don't think it, a movie will lose money. But I don't think it'll. It's but only because they're you're comparing it to previous movies where it made like ungodly amounts of money so of course anything is going to be uh, uh, not going to reach that critical high like when they fr- came out with the first uh, couple years ago you know that one that came out on christmas time and it broke all sorts of box yeah, office yeah, records yeah. like it's like you can't you can't do that every single time when you're coming out with this many movies because yeah, exactly. there was people were looking forward to it because right. it had been a, a while since right. we had seen one now that they're coming out one to two movies a year yep yeah i do think it but with burnout, like, are you saying that it's gonna be they're gonna lose money on these things? Oh, uh, one can hope. Uh, <laughs> that's, new hope. That's a new hope. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, I think if if they do lose money, that'll be the nail in the coffin. But um, they have at least mi- for another ten years. Yeah. You know? So so the reason that what was that that launch that relaunch of the Star Wars movie? It was kind of like the the one where uh, Harrison Ford got killed in it. Um, yeah, it's seven. 
That was set, what was that one? Is that a New Hope? No, no, it's Force Awakens. Yeah, Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. Force Awakens was the phenomenon that they were hoping for because it was a relaunch and reboot after years uh, since you know the, the prequels left a bad taste in people's mouths. So people had low expectations. They went to see this movie. I think overall it was you know more positive than negative. Yeah, and. You know, that's the way it should be. A Star Wars movie once every, like, five to ten years. Not every fucking year. Did, did you hear, like, Topher Grace is a huge Star Wars fan, and apparently he recut the first three prequels? Oh, really? And apparently, like, he recut it, and he's a and he, he has, like, private screenings of it. And, oh, I heard about this, and, yeah. Like, and apparently, like, people are like, it's awesome. Like, the, yeah. like he just took out entire storylines and kind of... He took three movies into one movie yeah. and used the best bits from either. People are like, yeah, it's really, really good. That's how it should be. And I, lo- I love that. Like, you know, yeah. I'm very like, curious to see that. I can't imagine that it's. I think it's Topher Grace. I mean, a lot of things are wrong with it besides the story. It's like the CGI, the overuse of CGI, the lightsaber shit. It's like there's a ton of stuff. Like, Oh, I love the lightsaber shit. I'm not into the lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Red Lighter Media kind of talked about like the lightsaber shit, too. How the, in, the own, in the Star Wars universe itself, they have kind of shit all over the lightsabers, which is. At first, it was this thing that only Jedi's could use, and you know, uh, act, you know, very, very uh, uh, proficiently. And then near the end, they were like, "Oh, lightsabers are just a thing," and they have Luke Skywalker literally throw one over his shoulder, like, "Oh, this thing that we've built up this whole time, yeah, who gives a shit?" And then people have like different color lightsabers. Everyone has fucking lightsabers. At first, it was like this thing that it was like an old weapon that only certain people knew how to use very proficiently. Now it's like. Fucking ever- droids have lightsabers. Robots are fucking taking over. Adat machines. You have Deus Ex Machina's fucking everywhere. It's a shit. Look, the whole thing's becoming a shit show. <laughs> and I can't wait for that series to just. When you see Darth Vader shower heads and. <laughs> I'm telling you. T- there's like millions of Iron Man fucking like laundry detergents. Like, I'm telling you, like, Mar- Marvel does, be if not the same, if not more, uh, merchandising. It'd be great to have a Darth Vader toilet when you flush it. It's like, ooh, the force is strong with this one. <laughs> That I would buy that like a Yoda, like a what, what is it, a Yoda bidet, <laughs> a Yoda. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, feels nice. It does. <laughs> um, so I'll tell you why that that doesn't hold water for me, Dreadmere, is because. It, the the Iron Man universe is distinctly different from the Black Panther universe, and it's distinctly different from the Spider Man universe. And I know they have crossovers, you know, they're all in the Marvel comic universe, but it does feel like distinct enough stories that Marvel doesn't have the problem of Star Wars. Star Wars is every one of these fucking characters lives in the same universe, and it's the same story going on. It's the Rebels versus the Empire, and and can we just like define the Empire? Are they Nazis or not? <laughs> Are they Nazis? I think the new one, the the First Order, I think they're modeled more after the Nazis. Okay. Then can we just have a clear Nazi so that people, like, stop cheering for both sides? Well, like, they were, like, Darth Vader's helmet and all that was, was designed after a Nazi helmet. And, I thought it was designed after uh, Samurai, Japanese. Yeah, something. I, I, heard, I heard Nazi and, like, I don't know. They're Nazi Samurais. Let's meet yeah. in the middle. <laughs> and then they're, the sto- they're called Stormtroopers. And, like, the, yeah. Darth Vader does take on the role of an SS officer in, like, the 4, 5, and 6, where he just kind of comes in and, like, tells people what to do and fucks stuff up and then leaves. Like, he's not, like, the king of, of the universe like he is in, like, later on. But, like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're Nazis. I'm fine with it either way. I just want them to define them. Clearly, as Nazis. I want us to define Nazis, clearly. Why are we waiting for Star Wars to do it? All right, Ron, what's your prediction? Uh, It's not about social media, and it's certainly not about fucking movies. (laughs) God damn it. Always with Facebook, you guys. It's about, uh, I think, that bugs 
bugs are going to reach um, like the mass society level of being a snack that people will put on tacos, oh. people will put on pizza, and people will start oh. to enjoy. And uh, we're the only so North America is the only continent in the world that doesn't consume bugs on the rag. And bugs are this big thing that uh, people are pushing because um, they're high in protein. Uh, they replicate like crazy, so there's not a lot of like environmental infrastructure you need. Yeah. And also, um, they're super good for you. They're low in fat, high in protein, high in protein really yeah. good. And you're going to uh, love the way they tickle. And yes. they, uh, and honestly, I eat, have bugs on like, t- like chapelines, on tacos all the yeah. time. It's just like crickets from Oaxaca, Mexico. Yes, they're really good, and <laughs> people think they're really gross, but I think, and they, they already are in some artisanal restaurants in, in LA and New yeah. York, but I think this is the year you're going to see them hit you know, your mom is going to say, hey, did, have you tried these bugs? You're going to see it hit the mass culture. Yeah, you know what? That's a really good prediction, Ron, because I've been reading articles. Back when I made my cricket video, so I caught this cricket in my apartment, for those who don't know, a long time ago. Uh, this cricket was chirping, driving me crazy. Finally found the fucker. I caught him in a little mason jar, and I made a promise on a live stream that if I caught this fucker, I was going to fry it and eat it. And, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, I made this YouTube video where I was like, hey, guys, I caught this cricket, and I had a change of heart. Um, I decided to let it go. And I'm like, ah, just kidding. It's frying right now. And I ended up the camera pans down to my, <laughs> to my frying pan. I threw the little fucker on a piece of baguette, you know, a little cayenne pepper, drizzle of olive oil. Ate that fucker right up. Uh, and then I started researching about crickets. Like, is it safe? Am I going to get a brain parasite? And they're like, no, crickets are fine. And that, And they're really high in protein, and they're becoming like a protein alternative. First of all, they're very efficient. Yeah. So you get like, you know. Some amount of protein. It's basically of- how most of the world's poor gets their protein. Yeah. Because meat's really expensive. And you want us to be like that. No, I'm saying it's <laughs> going to happen whether we want to or not. Yeah. There, there are some people who are going to be immediately grossed out by it because we have, uh, in, in this country, we have an aversion to eating certain parts of the animal. Like, right. you know, like, like Cabiza is head. Mm-hmm. And people are like, you could have the meat from the head? That's so fucked up. And in Mexico, it's like, it's awesome. You should try it. Or like lingua, tongue, you know? And there's just, we, we get our, our tight buttholes over yep. eating certain parts of the animal. Yep. So I think, though, that this is a year that bugs are going to be one of those things that people are going to be grossed out by, for sure. But I think there's going to be a good portion of the segment, a good segment of the population who are going to get into it. Because yeah. actually, if you can get over the whole bug thing and you just eat them, they're good. They're not bad, yeah. I, just I, like I, garlic, like salt. Like I mean, uh, when they put the, it tastes more like seasoning than anything. Yeah, the it's texture. Like it's just seasoning and a little bit of crunch. And you can grind them up uh, and make them into a powder that you can make, you can bake with. Uh, one of my fans a long time ago sent me some uh, cricket protein. And I actually baked something with it. Yeah, it turned out just fine. Because you're going to see it's going to come from people who are really into like uh, like animal rights and things like that. Yeah. Or vegetarian. Not animal rights. But They'll like, probably have a big Well, there's problem. a huge campaign against eating bean or beef, not beans, beef right now because of. Uh, yeah, because of how much. So it'll be like not vegetarians because it's still a, environmental. Uh, but environmentalists are going to it's going to start there. And it's going to spread, and then you're going to see a lot of like the hip food makers and tastemakers in like Portland and Chicago, New York, and LA start to use it in dishes, and it's going to permeate. It all starts on the coast, and then it permeates into the rest of the country. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to happen. I went to a Mexican restaurant where they had crickets on the menu. It's like cricket tacos, and everyone's like, "Ew, ew, ew! I dare you to eat it! I dare you!" And then finally, you know, someone ordered it one time, and we all kind of like, you know ate it with some trepidation and then we were like oh that's pretty good it's just like a uh, chili and lime like whatever they put on it yeah. and now it's like a staple every time i go to this mexican restaurant i order some crickets i'm like yeah it's what fine. if they were just infested and they were just too lazy to call the exterminator fuck it just put it on the menu <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. then they're just like organically grown 
the crickets have to be act- yeah they have to be actually uh, harvested and grown like you don't want to just eat like ra- regular ass weird crickets because they there are certain like parasites they can get but uh, it's it's pretty rare but yeah the crickets that are grown for human consumption those are, that's the good stuff we're that's gonna I mean we're gonna have a tight butthole about it but it's gonna be a little less tight yeah. They're, yeah. ju- they're juicy fuckers. And, so. I'll, I'll, and I'll, like, oh yeah, you get a little burst right there. I mean, oh, no, <laughs> I don't. Eat, I don't eat them raw. I uh, <laughs> no, I used to. I used to work on a food show where we ate crazy stuff. And I remember there's a uh, restaurant down by the Santa Monica Airport, airport, and they serve all sorts of bugs and grubs. And uh, we had like um, we had grubs, uh, and that was a little. Well, that's like fucking, Li- live grubs. I uh, no no d- fried grubs, but like oh, you bite grubs. into them, and it's like biting into little bits of like kind of imagine like you bite into something and like a little bit of mashed potato spurt it out. Yeah, and, and it was like you know I got used to it, but it definitely took a it definitely took a minute. I had to do it for the cameras, but it, it took a minute to get used to. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't want to. Dreadmere shaking his head. He's like defiantly. Nah, why no, why Dreadmere? No. Why why are you so? Why do you have this like bug aversion? It's gross. Bugs are gross. I don't want to go to a restaurant that has bugs in it, harvested or organic. It's just that's what Sam Jackson said on Pulp Fiction about pigs. He says they're a dirty animal. See, I'm as cool as Sam Jackson, but now, I think it's like I, it's, you can tell me a sewer rat tastes like pumpkin pie. I still ain't gonna eat it. See, Alex M in the chat room says that uh, what was it? Squid is made out of pig anus. Uh, did you guys hear about that? Like, oh yeah, the, like a, uh, calamari. Calamari, yeah, that's what it is. Calamari is made out of pig anus. I think that's an urban legend. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It certainly wouldn't surprise me. It looks like a squid when you go to Korean barbecue. It looks like a squid is right there on your thing. A pig anus? That's a squid. That's oh, what oh no, not, that, not squid. those tiny squid. They're talking calamari, just the rings. Calamari, yeah. Oh, the, rings. the fried oh, rings. Yeah. It does look like a pig anus. <laughs> take your word for it well anyway guys that's it for this debate do you want to add anything else Ron any other nope. bugs do you think that people will start eating I mean I don't know what else is out there I know Chapeline's that's the one that I've had that's the one that I like got to a point I mean I was working on a food show so like it was like kind of the culture just to eat crazy thing but I remember like getting Chapeline's and eating them like snacks because I liked them so much are they are those and that was like four years ago are those grasshoppers so, or crickets those are oh Jesus I, they're crickets I think or wait are the are crickets and grasshoppers I, the same thing? I don't know. No, uh, I get they're in the family. I don't know. I'll eat both those fuckers. Grasshoppers, grasshoppers are kind of gross. They're the ones that are like real small. Grap- like I know chocolate covered grasshoppers are out there, but they're like yeah. kind of more like oh, you're eating like a huge bug. Yeah, yeah. These were like super tiny. Yeah. What about spiders? Oh fuck, I don't know, man. People spiders do. would be hard for me to like kind of. <laughs> there was like I think that, in that, the... that would, I mean, listen, there's some comfort levels with me too but spiders would be difficult for me to like chomp into for I, sure i think in the phil it's either the philippines or indonesia or something i i saw this uh, documentary where they were cooking giant ass tarantulas mm-hmm. yeah and they said that the meat that it tastes almost like a like lobster it was which, in uh, cambodia cambodia was because it was? it was during the um during pol pot and the you know Khmer rouge and there wasn't a lot to eat and when there's not a lot to eat you know your standards go down a little bit lower and they got yeah. into tarantulas and yeah. then it became this thing that like kind of like just became part of the culture and thing that they loved and so people now will be like it's like tarantula comfort food and yeah. that would be that would be tough for me to do thanks Pol pot i i think i could eat a <laughs> big, i think i could eat a bigger spider before i eat a smaller spider you know what i mean no a big, i don't i don't i could not fucking take a huge leg off a tar- tarantula i could i could do a small one because i need it is over in one bite yeah, but but if it tastes good, you don't want it to be over in one bite. I, I don't know, man. 
I just uh, the, the way Dreadmere feels about bugs is the way I kind of feel about spiders, which I guess crabs kind of look like spiders. Yeah, and, crabs and, do. And look lobsters like spiders. do look like weird. I mean, lo- there's all just big, big bugs. They're big yeah. bugs, exactly. So, would you rather eat a, a tiny lobster with its whole body and head? You know, I have had those like small, soft-shelled crabs. The crawfish. Is that what they're Not oh, crawfish. Oh, oh. Actual small, soft-shelled oh. crabs that you eat the whole thing. Yeah. But there is a, there has to be a certain size. Like, I don't want to eat a medium-sized one. I want to eat a big one where I can bust off its legs and, like, suck out its muscle. <laughs> Sounds so carnivore. Or, or, like, a very tiny one where you can just, like, pop the whole fucker right in your mouth. But a medium-sized one, it's like... Oh, what am I eating? I don't know, man. Uh, I tell you, this year you're going to go to like a movie theater and there's going to be like, you pay an extra dollar for like Chapelines that you could uh, put on your popcorn, Ooh. like Parmesan cheese. I think that's a That's going to be happening. In, that's like, very progressive. You're going to see that in Alamo Draft House, shit like that. I'm calling it right now. Ron's wrong. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, guys, that's it for this debate. If you want to vote, go to madcastmedia.com. The voicemail number is also on our website. We're going to get to voicemail in just a minute. We've got a quick super chat in the chat room from Pavich Bavin. says, I predict I will become a mod and change my name to Clink and become Rat. Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> weird. Thank you, Pavich, for I feel like that's a dream that could come true. Yeah. Well, we should get to the Babcock tip in just a second. I do have the results from last episode's debate. We debated last episode, are people you give gifts to ungrateful douchebags? All right. That was a, that was a big debate because I brought in all these like sad sack stories about all the, all the shitty gift receivers in my life. Uh, and with 54% of the vote... No. Wrong. They are douche, ungrateful douchebags, I would say. Wow. Yeah. That's why I you don't give gifts that. for anyone. I thought I it was going to be like 90% either. the other way. The other sure. way? That yeah. they are ungrateful douchebags. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe people had better experiences than I did. Apparently everyone. Uh, and then... Or at least 54% of the people. Well, yeah. 54%. And then I asked, what's the problem? Is it that people are receiving my gifts are assholes? They're ungrateful idiots? Or is it that my gifts are shitty? With... 82% of the vote, my gifts are shitty. Wrong. Wow. Assholes and idiots. <laughs> that's the fan, That's the uh, listener base of this show. Assholes and idiots. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you should just learn how to take a note. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. I think my, uh, I think my, my gifts, I, I put a lot of thought into my gifts when I used to give them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't give them anymore. Uh, anyway, guys, we should get to the Babcock tip. Ron, what do you got for us? Uh, well, I want to thank everybody for following me along on the financial, the five-part series. And, you know, there's been some people in the chat room uh, who say that they've purchased the book that I recommended. Yeah. I even saw one guy, he went. Uh, he said, I started an IRA last week, and that just filled my heart with gratitude that people are actually uh, doing stuff with the tips I gave. This one is for the new year. Um, I think resolutions are dumb. I think they're for suckers. And I think if you make a resolution, you maybe could achieve it but really i think you're just setting yourself up to feel bad about yourself uh it's just not the greatest way of entering the new year so instead of um setting up a resolution my tip for you this week is to uh have a word for yourself for the year it's just a one word uh that basically is something that you can use to try and motivate you or point you in the right direction so for example two years ago my word for the year was just debt and that, I meant that word in financial respects. I, I paid off uh, a majority of my debt that I had that year, but also debt of things that I basically said I was going to do for people that I never did. And then that was the year I focused on trying to finish up all those old projects. Uh, last year's word was investment. That, in addition to being, you know, of course, financial, but also in doing things that for me that I know would 
be better later off in life. So, for instance, I got uh, really fucking good at flossing. Huh. Uh, yeah. I've been shit with flossing for, I mean, there's been decades where I didn't floss, but now I floss twice a day. Fucking love it. Makes a big difference. So it's just a one-word thing where it doesn't make you feel bad. It just reminds you, like, oh, yeah, this is the thing I want to focus on this year. So this year, my word is uh, consistency. Because I always have a problem with starting a project and finishing them. And instead of using the word of like finish, it's like no, because the way you finish something is ju- just be consistent. And I've always had a difficulty with that. What about just climax? I mean, you know, that'll be <laughs> next year's word. Let me just uh, first uh, be consistent, and then next year, I'll uh, climax will be my okay. word. Okay. <laughs> Better luck next year. Um, in the chat room, Astacart says, My word of the year is resolutions. <laughs> 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 yeah, take that, Ron. Oh, Gianni Gianni says Dreadmere is so cool. I like that one. Oh, you like that Gianni yeah, one, huh? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Who's who's Gianni? Is that a friend of yours, Dreadmere? No idea. Just some rando? Uh, Elizabeth in chat room for $2 says, vote for Pavich. Uh, so, yeah, maybe Pavich will be Ratchet and Clink. <laughs> Weirdly. Anyway, guys, uh, let's get to... Ron, did you have anything else? No, that's it, man. It's a short one. That's a good one. And you know what, Ron? You're right, because... I read the study a while back that people who make resolutions... You just feel... No, nobody fucking achieve Like, maybe yeah. one out of ten. 86%, like, 86% don't... It was, like, some super high number, like, 86% or something that don't uh, follow through with them. And, in fact, it, they're even worse off than before because when they fail, this, this unreasonable expectation... Like, if you want to lose weight, it's a lifestyle change. You can't just do it overnight. Yeah, everyone can lose weight by fasting a week or two, and then you lose a bunch of weight, but then it's going to come it's, right back on. Resolutions are sustainable. No. You know, and I, I just think more often than not, they, they make you feel bad about yourselves. And then let's say you are the one person that does do it, and you share that with everybody. Yeah. Everybody's just going to kind of like shit on you because you're reminding them of something that they couldn't do. Right. So, so you're use, saying 14% of people do succeed in their yeah. resolutions, though. If 86 don't. Yeah, so the majority so fail. So that's 14% more than not having resolutions. I yeah, feel like but, that's a good thing. But the downside of not fulfilling your resolution is these, you have the psychological drawbacks, which means you are less likely to achieve other things as well. Because yeah. the more in your mind that you have like failed, oh, here's another resolution I failed. I'm a fucking loser. You are less likely to try to keep improving your life. And the problem is it's not your goal that you set out it's that you're trying to do it so spontaneously without any planning or you know you have to ease into some of these things i yeah. kind of see both sides because on one hand i feel like you should you should always be trying to better yourself you shouldn't just wait until the end of the year and say oh i'm gonna make this improvement in my yeah. life or i'm gonna do this but at the same time i feel like the holidays and the new year is a good time to reflect and think where am i at and how can i make this better if you're in a tough spot or if right. there's something you want to achieve right yeah, i'm for one side i'm for the second side that you said which is, yeah, to, I mean, yeah, if you keep failing, then you should reflect. You shouldn't be like, oh, I keep failing. I'm not going to try anymore. You should yeah. introspect. Well, and know, don't do it superficially <laughs> by announcing it to everyone. Oh, I'm going to yeah. try to save money this year. Just yeah. do it. I th- yeah, I don't think you need to share this. It's just like an internal compass thing. It's just a way of reframing your expectations for the year and giving yourself a little bit of direction. Yeah. Especially if you're the type of person who feels like you're in a bit of a status quo right now and you're in a bit of a rut and you're just kind of, you feel like every day you're like stuck in a loop. Like, I don't know, having a word for the year can kind of point you in that right direction. Take micro little baby steps towards wherever you want to go. I like that. It's a compass. I like that. Um, All right, guys. Well, speaking of things you should or shouldn't do, Dreadmere, we should get to the voicemail. Yeah. Because we have a shit ton (laughs) here. All right. Yeah. Let's Uh, hear it. But first, before we get to the ass blasting, uh, (laughs) someone said, uh, you know, I, I talked about how the best gifts I think you can receive are either gifts you can eat or experiences. And uh, here's a guy talking about that. Listen to this. 
Hey, Maddox, you said that your favorite gifts are things that you can eat, so I hope you got a lot of pussy for Christmas. <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Rucka endorsed it. Rucka, that was a Rucka endorsed one. <laughs> I, like, crap all December. I tweeted this out. I think you retweeted it, didn't Or maybe you just... Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. But uh, I was like, oh, starting December 26th, I'm counting every calorie. And then, like, my whole family got me a bunch of candy. It got me, like, 10 pounds of candy for Christmas. Yeah. Fuck you, Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> no, Good luck not. with that. Um, here's a voicemail about... What I talked about, like how, uh, you know, I give out gifts to friends and like all my sad stories last episode. Uh, Listen to this. Hey, Maddox. uh, This week you argued that uh, people receiving gifts are ungrateful idiots. But then you backed it up with a whole bunch of depressing ass anecdotes from your own life about your own friends and family. What it sounds like is that all your friends are a bunch of ungrateful idiots. So rather than give up gift giving completely... This Christmas, I think you should give yourself the gift of some better fucking friends. Jesus, Ron, give this guy a hug or something. (laughs) I think he's he's pretty right, yeah. Yeah, 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 you know, getting there, getting there. Um, Is that your New Year's resolution? Better friends? Better friends, yeah. That's two words. Oh, yeah, never mind, can't do it. Just friends. Just friends, just friends. I don't don't make resolutions. Uh, It's also one of those things where if I want to resolve to do something, I do it right then and there. Like, hey, I'm good. What, you, why are you shrugged, Dreadmere? Oh, uh, yeah, that's fine. Either Mister, way. You should do things. Oh, you know what? Let's get to the fucking Dreadmere voicemail. I can't wait for this shit. All right. Uh, You're going down. Yeah. Uh, here's, we'll see. Here's the, here's the for- first voicemail. Uh, it's about Dreadmere's views on homelessness. Listen to this. Holy shit, Matt. Where the fuck did you dig up Dreadmere? He has the most fucking retarded arguments I've ever heard. Oh, why do we have to start at this homeless argument? We should try not to be homeless. What the fuck is that kind of dumbass argument? Oh, maybe you should try not being poor. Shut the fuck up, Treadmere, you fucking retard. So I, th- I think, I, I'm not sure, but I, I think he was disagreeing with you. What do you think, Red? Yeah, it doesn't sound like he agreed with me, yeah. um, but I agreed with me. I, all the things that he said that I said, those sound correct, but I stand by. So you should just, do you think anyone chooses, like, uh, legitimately, do you think the majority of people choose to be homeless? I think they're, they've made choices that have led them there. That's different. You're fucking weaseling out. Dreadmere, well, are people know, choosing? What do you think, Kirk? Well, poverty is man's default natural state. So, yeah, every man should try to improve their lives and try to escape poverty. Yeah. That's, like, that's true for now and the future and the past is you choose to not be that way. At his core, Dreadmere's core is that your situation is the result of your choices. Yeah, and that's really that good news That is who Dreadmere is. And that, like, like, so everything he says comes from that, well, that, that, that primary truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people are, uh, most people are just born into poverty and born into tough lives, but it is their responsibility to escape poverty and make their lives better. Yeah, but you're ignoring when you, that, look, that looks great on a bumper sticker, right? <laughs> yeah. You you this bootstrap mentality, and I'm on board with that. You know, you should try to work and improve yourself. But there are study after study after study where people who are poor or who came came up in poverty 
have a different psychology and have a different different cognitive ability because of their their poverty. So people who have let me explain. If you are if you have parents who are nurturing and compassionate and kind and supportive, they're always encouraging you, Kirk, you can do whatever you want. Dreadmere, you can do whatever you want. You have the capacity, you have the capability. That gives you a healthy psychological outlook on yourself, right? It gives you confidence, gives you self-esteem, boosts your ego and and helps you, you know, achieve. But the opposite is also true if you come from a place of poverty and, you know, bad parenting and people who are neglectful and people who are abusive and destructive in your life. If they say you can't and they're beating you down constantly, it's still possible to have that that mentality that wants to strive and achieve in spite of that. But it's much less likely because your psychology has changed. Yeah, so I don't – Okay. so first I'll say as a parent, it is your responsibility to – to be that way for your child, or to, to try to develop your child the best way that you can for them to be successful. You should want them to, to do things on their own. Like, you should be a good parent. That's your responsibility. That being said, you are not your parents. Like, whatever good or bad, you still need to make your own choices. And I don't really subscribe to any kind of psychology um, restraints. Like, I, I just don't believe in, in, in the fact that you just don't have the ability to choose. You always have the ability to choose, regardless of what happened to you, trauma, stress, whatever, growing up, you have the ability to choose. And you should even know, you should even have a context of even better of what you don't want um, and what you don't want for your kids. So, like, yeah, you can grow up in certain places. And I'm not saying bad things don't happen. I feel like a lot of people are saying, like, oh, like, like bad things just don't happen to people. Yes, they do. But you have a choice to respond to them. You're not beholden to your parents, you, you know, whatever. Well, here's, here's, speaking of choices, here's another voicemail about Dreadmere and yeah. uh, his views on depression. Listen to this. Yeah, this is for uh, Dreadmere um, here, you stupid fucking poon flap. Um, regarding your statement <laughs> that depression doesn't exist, I'm a therapist, I'm a licensed social worker, and I haven't for nearly a decade now, and I'm going to tell you that it is. It's yeah. self-evident. It's diagnosable. It's a thing. Second of all, your big ammo against it there was, well, you know, concepts like the, the ego and the superego, those aren't real. No, of course they're not real. They've been debunked for over 100 years now. That's like saying that astronomy is bullshit because of people having a geocentric perception of the stars and shit way back in the day. Mm-hmm. We didn't just abandon all of astronomy. We learned from it. We evolved our thinking about it. And mental health is much the same way. Go rigorously fuck a herd of Nazi whales. See ya, Sherm out. Sherm out. <laughs> yeah, Dreadmere. Uh-huh. I didn't realize that guy was cool until the very end. Yeah, he's um, Sherm and he's out. Yeah, so depression's not real. Uh, okay. But he said it's stupid. He's he's saying like first of all, yes, those things may have been debunked, but it doesn't matter because they're still being taught like in psychology classes today, as if they were, as if it's real, as if you have separate personalities and separate consciousnesses. I don't want think. Have things. you had a psychology class? Right yeah, there? I've taken psychology classes, and they teach you that as if it's like not uh, debunked science. They teach it to you. They teach it to you without any context of it being. It's 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 there. Well, it's there. And yeah, it, but they also teach you classical mechanics instead of Einsteinian uh, – uh, they, t- they teach you Newtonian mechanics instead of Einsteinian mechanics in, in physics too because it's still useful to some degree. But they also say, yeah, this is no longer accurate on a microcosmic scale. It's a macrocosmic kind of, uh, kind of theory. That there, there's still some use to it, and they still te- teach you the, uh, the geocentric model. This is something we used to believe, but are they actively saying this is – uh, it's still it's it. I don't remember specifically if that's how it was taught, but I do rem- I do know okay. that this is how people behave. That they behave as as if there's two sides to them, or as if they're constantly battling with contradictions within their own mind, and they think that that's legitimate. I know that's popular. Do you think, Dreadmir? Let me ask you this. Let's say let's say that um, the answer the answer to depression was mm-hmm. written down somewhere in a book, 
and it was written down in a language. It's probably a sad book. It, <laughs> it's no, it's a, it's a very happy book. It's the, it's the answer. Oh, the ha- oh, it's the happiest. It's the solution to depression. But it's okay. only happy on the last page when they tell you the answer. It's, it's one only page. one page long. Yeah. Oh, it's only one page long. Yeah. It's more of a pamphlet than a yeah, book. Then. Yeah. It's a it's a pamphlet. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Let's just all use <laughs> the got same. That out of the way? Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think it was important. Let's say this: the answer of to depression was written down in a book. Okay. A pamphlet. A pamphlet. And it was written down in a language that you can't read. Okay. What do you propose to the person who doesn't know what language it's written in and can't read the language? How do you propose that person find the answer to depression? Google. <laughs> Let's say, you know, you know, Kirk, this is Is a, the pamphlet been translated in other languages? There are some people who know the answer. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. these people, the people who know the answer and who know this language were born with parents who taught it to them. Mm-hmm. But the person who comes across that answer to depression doesn't even know how to recognize it. What would you say to that? Um, well, if a person is looking at a book to find the answer for depression, it sounds like they're at a really good point where they realize they have a problem that they're trying to fix, which is where you need to start. Like, well, what if they don't even know what they're looking at? I mean, they don't know what they're looking at. But they it, know it, that it they're unhappy the and that they can do something about it. Um, <laughs> what, finding the specific answer. Look, first of all, like a lot of people are saying this as if I'm saying it like really easily. Like, oh, just be happy. But yeah. this is literally the point of being alive. This is more – it would be like if somebody said, how do I be a doctor? And I would say, well, you have to go to college. That's a very simple answer, but the process is very difficult. It takes a lot. I don't even know what goes into that. So same thing with this. But we're talking about bigger than just a career. We're talking about your entire happiness, your love life, your friendships, your everything. The time, your hobbies, all of that. I'm talking about happiness, encompassing all of those things, and that comes from a choice. From it starts from you making a choice. Now that again, that sounds simple, but that's where you start, and that's that's what I'm saying. But do you think that the choice? I mean, it's almost like it's almost like saying, um, "Hey, what did you decide to do when you grew up?" Right? And people are like, "I chose to be whatever I am," mm-hmm. and. It's almost like, yeah, you did, but only within the constraints and restraints of yeah. what you knew. Right. So, for example, I don't think any, a single person in this room has ever considered uh, going into modeling fish hatcheries as yeah. a career. Because most of us never considered that as an option. Yeah. So, for some of these solutions and these choices to be plausible… Yeah. You have to have a, a very base level of education to have that, don't you? Well, no. Okay, so this is like… What you're kind of talking about is like, okay, so your influences as you grow up are kind of what decide what you were, what choices you have. So therefore, yes. you're, you're so, um, yes. Yeah, I at, think when, you just seeded my point. No, right well, I think I just won this debate. No, I'm framing it. It's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm framing it. It's wrong. <laughs> I win. No, it's so. First of all, your context is not based on omniscience. It's not based on knowing everything and being able to do everything. It's based on your context. And if your context is influenced by maybe a fireman, you grew up with a fireman as an uncle. You watch fireman things on tv you might want to do that because those are your influences but what what constant what free will comes from is the ability to focus so there are a ton of influences constantly hitting you through your subconscious your entire life but free will your ability to focus on certain Mm. things is your choice so let's say you're born into poverty you Mm -hmm. have to work two jobs and you're working 14 hours a day yeah and you don't have the ability to focus so you don't have free will but you're all you, you still have free will well, to, to, but, but not with that definition. We're using your definition, which is the ability to focus. Right. If you have so many distractions, if you have violence in your life, if you have war in your life, if you have poverty, if you have famine, if you can't even put a roof over your head, you don't have that luxury of focus. It's not a luxury. It's, it's how we live. It's how human beings are alive. You don't operate subconsciously for your entire life. That's impossible. I think what Dreadmere is saying 
at its core is that no matter what situation you're placed in, however unfair, you still have a choice that you can make. You but, know, and so he said, yes. even if you're, you know, there, there's a war happening, you that you still have a. His thing is that you still have an internal compass. You still have an active choice that you can make as a person to do something, even in an environment that is quote unquote like unfair. Mm-hmm. So that kind of like like at your core, you are the decider of your fate. Yeah. That's what that's where all well, everything comes yeah. from. Well, if you're in a war, I mean, that's again, that's contextual. If, if people are trying to blow up your house, then like, yeah, I'm not going to say, oh, well, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. No, I, I feel sympathy. for. Well, I would person. say pull yourself up by your bootstraps and run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that a choice. But I'm saying like and I'm not saying there's no reason like there are situations that where if you tried to continue living, you would mostly experience misery. Like if you were born into a war and you couldn't get away, you couldn't run away like or you were in a in a in a POW camp. It's like, oh, just pull yourself up. Like, no, there are contexts where you know that you're not going to be able to experience happiness again. It is a legitimate thing to to contemplate suicide or to contemplate something. Like, there are definitely contextual instances where suicide is legitimate. There are contextual instances where you have, where, where you can't get out of them. But what I'm saying is, for for the most part, as without all, without people um, infringing on that, you have every right to, to, to do what you want and make a choice to make your life better. Okay, I think we agree. Um, I think that there are degrees to that contextualization, like POWs, uh, you know, POW prison camps, that sort of thing, are kind of an extreme example. Yeah. Uh, I think that in that same vein of context, if somebody is born into poverty, they have less opportunity, less resources, and less free will, less choices, because they're first, A, not exposed to those choices, and B, they don't even have enough time to have that focus to have that free will, to, to think about what they'd want to do or to even know that there are options. Like a poor kid in India is not going to have the same choices as a poor kid in America. A poor kid in America knows that he or she could grow up to be a police officer or a computer technician or a firefighter or whatever. But in India, if you're, you know, your choices are completely contextualized there. Where well, it's always that, but you don't base your, your context on in relation to other people. Like you, as an Indian kid, you don't say, oh, well, this guy has more choices. What am I? I can't do that. You say, what can I do in my situation? Right. You start with yourself. Right. Um, so, and yeah, they may have left, like, I don't expect them to create like Facebook or whatever, but like, so, so like I made a, like my first commentary video was about Kylie Jenner and how she made a billion dollars and people were saying, oh, she doesn't deserve it. Right. She did. She, well, in her context, she made a successful company. Now, it, if for that um, in, for that same vein of argument, it's like saying that any of us born in America haven't made any wealth because someone in India we started way ahead of them. It's like no, like in our context, we're, we do the best that we can and we are responsible for it. Now I got a correction. People weren't saying she didn't deserve it. People said that she was not self-made, and I actually agreed with you on yeah. that. I, I made a video about that. I myself. saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're saying that you agreed that she's not self-made. Oh, I think she is self. Yeah, we both said that she was. Yeah. Well, I guess. I mean. None of us are, I think, because unless unless you're born and somebody gives you something, you have nothing. No, right? that, but that's what I'm saying. That, that that is your context. She started in a play, in a position where maybe she could do this, but she chose to take advantage of it and therefore grow her wealth. There's been plenty of people who don't take advantage of it and lose their wealth. Like it's it's up to them. I mean, yeah. she has like six siblings who have the same advantages as she did. And they're yeah. not billionaires. I wouldn't call her self-made, but I would say that the wealth that she made since, like she has, she deserves some credit for. Like I, she did, yeah, she did I, something right. I think she deserves all the credit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I agree with me. Play another voicemail. Light yeah, him up. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one, uh, this one actually agrees with Dreadmere's points of view. Listen oh. to this. God damn it! I hate to side with Dreadmere. He's <laughs> such a fucking dolt, but he's got a point, kind of. I was diagnosed with depression uh, when I was in high school, and now 
uh, approaching 40. Anyhow, he's right. You do kind of choose whether you're going to be depressed or not. Like, I, I can sit around and listen to Typo Negative and the Birthday Massacre and feel depressed, or I can, you know, take my Zoloft, I can work out, I can eat better, I can listen to Dragon Force or Pantera, and I can feel better about myself. Those are decisions that I make that affect my depression. It is, you know, not to generalize, and if you are suffering from depression, all you need to do is deal with it head on, and it will go away. That's yeah. pretty oh. simple, you know? Find Very out simple. what's making you depressed, fucking get rid of it, and move on with your goddamn life. Wow. By the way, Maddox, you're a douchebag, because fuck you, I don't know. Yeah, see, this guy yeah, makes you, a lot of sense. Yeah, you know what this guy makes? Oh. And then put it right back into the press. Douchebag of the week. And I'll tell you why. Look, oh, oh, if you're depressed, why don't you just figure out what's making you depressed? Because most, the things that people think make you depressed is like not having enough money, not having enough like chicks or dating prospects in your yeah, life. Yeah, lack of pussy, bro. Yeah. The, the things that make you depressed aren't the things that make you depressed. Anthony Bourdain. He had everything fucking made. He had the life. He had the, the the job that people work so hard at their jobs to have as a vacation. People's vacations were his day to day job. Yeah. He would travel, eat the best food. He was well loved and admired by millions of people. He was dating hot chicks left and right. Still killed himself. What about Robin Williams? Robin Williams. Same thing. Kurt yeah. Cobain. Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain had no problems in his life. <laughs> yeah, young, attractive, rich musician. And yeah. here is why. They they could still be depressed because it's not it's not based on money or 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 women or all this kind of stuff that makes you happy. Those are things that a lot of us want, and and I, I think all of us want. But just because you have them doesn't mean that you're happy. You need to reevaluate what your values are and why they're good in the first place. If someone like Robin Williams thinks that feels guilty for having the money that he does, or feels um, like he should be doing like he's not as as noble as a doctor or something else, he is still going to feel depressed despite achieving his goals because he didn't know that those values were good in the first place. Have you ever? Uh oh. Have you ever been depressed? Uh yeah yeah. I mean I've been sad. I wouldn't say I've been. No no, no no. I'm talking like like you know serious like clinical depression where you know you don't you can't get out of the house, can't get out of the bed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've, yeah, I've been like very upset. I don't know about clinical depression, like saying like a chemical imbalance. Like, like I don't know about that. Here's the here's the reality. Okay, We're, instead of this like Looney Tunes, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of like paint broad brush painting of depression. Depression has lots of causes and lots of different reasons. And some depression is easier to tackle than others. There's clinical depression. There's depression that you can't kick with drugs there are, i've no i've had really close friends who i've lost to depression there's the great depression there's the, there's the <laughs> lack of, you lack of pussy depression there's that there's the depression that your butt leaves on a chair sometimes but the the, the type yeah, of depression it's more of an impression but okay <laughs> that's true oh that's true it's yeah. an impression never mind you know what ron yeah there you go yeah you get a put every one every one of those i get adds 15 minutes to my life hey yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know if you knew that <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, anyway, guys, I think the depression is, is is a little bit more complicated than than what we're making out to be. But we have a, a nope. couple super chats. <laughs> a couple super hey, chats. By the way, I heard a rumor Anthony Bourdain actually didn't commit suicide. Uh, I was at yeah. a party once and I heard that he was actually killed by the Armenian mafia. They made it look look like suicide because <laughs> he said he said some shit. Ooh. He said some shit, and apparently that's what I heard, guys. I've heard that too. I heard that's that. what I heard. I, I heard that, but it's also I've also heard. Uh, uh, What's that gear? Uh, Richard Gere put a hamster up his ass. You know, one of those. That's, that's like exactly a, what an Armenian mafia guy would say to cover up. The- mm-hmm. <laughs> he gave the, Ver- the Verizon store at the Galleria a three star on Yelp. 
Yeah. And then they were like, you know, <laughs> you're going to pay them. for that, bro. Uh, <laughs> we got a couple super chats. Popich Bavin for $5 says, things Dreadmere and Scientologists agree about. Psychology is bullshit. Oh, <laughs> you guys well, have that. Yeah. And then uh, Gianni Rotolo, the guy who, uh, you know, was your fan, Dreadmere, he says, I don't know why so many people watch Dreadmere. All he does is jerk off Ayn Rand objectivism. <laughs> Take a big dump on his argument, Maddox. Three exclamation marks. <laughs> well, speaking of, here's the next voicemail. Listen to this. Hey, Lord Maddox, uh, grumpy Guatemalan calling all the way from Guatemala here. Uh, about the, the previous episode, The Shittiest City, can we stop inviting edgy, objectivist, Ayn Rand fan <laughs> guests on the podcast? It's just, it's obnoxious to hear someone who tries to describe political ideology in the sense that, oh, I got mine, fuck everyone else. I've seen that and game. has no pragmatic value in the real world other than in principle. It's like hearing Rucka all over again. Uh, anyway, love the show. Uh, I'm kind of torn between San Francisco and New York. They're both kind of shitty. New York being kind of the root cause of my brother's suicide and drug addiction. And San Francisco just being a stuck-up piece of shit place. Anyway, keep up the great work. Fuck a Nazi. Later. Hey, fuck a Nazi to you, too. Uh, Who's real Ayn dark Rand? at the end? What's that? Who's Ayn Rand? Is that? Yeah, that's not. So I've never said Ayn Rand or objectivism, like on like on this show, like as myself. Like I've never said them or. Anything. Well, I know. It doesn't, it doesn't you don't matter. Have to. It doesn't matter. Yeah, if you espouse the ideology, like people. I mean, understand. but that's exactly. So that guy, what he's describing is exactly the problem. The fact that they see a difference between principles and and reality, like saying like, oh yeah, that all works in 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 principle but we need to get back to the real world like i'm saying you start with philosophy and then apply it to the real world i'm saying this matters more than people think they think it's just like nonsense i think principles are important and i think that more people should have them and uphold them i think that uh, you know i think that there is some overlap between my my uh my worldview and i guess objectivism in that in that regards i have i have a lot of objectivist friends i think because of you have good taste yeah you good taste you have a lot of principals they're my principals yeah. yeah they're my principals um they're they're a lot of fun like i i don't know i think it's an interesting philosophy and i keep meeting these people even outside of the circle of like you know uh, uh, when you say friends all i all i see you and your friends do is just Argue loudly over Korean barbecue. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's what like we do. all of your friendships <laughs> yeah. are are in that. I just I see a l- Korean lunch table yep. and you going, no, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it is. And then like, can it. we have some more uh, bulgogi? But yeah. they are like the most fun conversations I had because like it's me, more than Rucka just busting my balls for not knowing how to cook at the table. Yeah, all well, that too. It's you know what it is is it does take conversations into a much deeper place than most conversations. Yes. go. most conversations exist around why this Marvel movie was great or this one was. And yeah. Where this is, you guys are getting into some super heady shit, and yeah. it's always kind of fun because it forces you to really get to the core of who you are. Uh huh. And it, they always become really deeply philosophical conversations, which is satisfying and entertaining to me because they're so rare, uh, especially with like you know people. The casual conversations you have at parties usually don't delve into. Yeah, philosophy. people at parties don't like talking about this shit. This no, is, no. This shit is not a fun party. <laughs> yeah, but when so like I think that's why is because like that guy is kind of saying you separate it. 
and then you get back to the real world. And you, yeah. the real world, you don't think about philosophy, but everybody has a philosophy. If you're not aware of, like, you're, most people aren't aware of it. But as far as like making decisions every day, it comes from either being uncomfortable for a minute so that you can achieve pleasure later, or just achieving pleasure now, or like like all of this comes from some philosophical basis. And you're whether right, or not yeah. you pay attention to it, uh, most people don't. But I'm saying you should. I'm saying you That's definitely right. should. I agree with that. Um, here, here's another voicemail. We got a, just a, a few last ones. Uh, this one's about presence, and I agree with this philosophy. I've, I've been talking speaking of philosophies. We talked about this a while ago, and I hate this idea of surprises, but listen to this. Just calling back to say how much I agree with your idea that people who expect surprise presents are all idiots, <laughs> especially if it's for Christmas and birthdays. You know you're going to be getting presents those days, so why does it need to be a surprise? Surprise presents are for when you get a present for absolutely no reason at all. That's a surprise gift. All right, that's all. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's this element of surprise. Like, adults are fucking playing a giant game of peekaboo with each other. Like, <laughs> yeah. who cares? <laughs> like, you know, and, and then, like, spoilers are the same way. It's like, oh, no, I'm not surprised by this plot point. Well, dipshit, if you've ever, ever watched a movie twice and you still enjoyed it the second time, spoilers don't matter. I mean, you can fuck off on that one. <laughs> yeah, you can just go suck all the dicks yeah. in the world. I don't think I've ever seen Ron switch I, from yeah. your side to not. Yeah. yeah, I I just totally disagree with you. Okay, well, I'm gonna write an yeah. article about spoilers. I still want to like soon. experience the story like you got to experience it, which was without spoilers. There's only fucking one, hate spoilers. There's only one movie I can think of where I would have enjoyed less probably if I knew the spoiler, which is the. Did they also see Dead sense. People? Yes, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah I've never seven. seen it actually. You oh, know really? why? Because so many people fucking spoiled it for me. Yeah, still watch it. You'll, you'll enjoy it. <laughs> I'm curious, Ron. As a movie that's been spoiled for you, I want. I'm curious what you think of that movie now. If you watch it now, I mean, I would. I'll, I'll watch it and I'll let you know. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's like it's one of those movies where you know it's like I was talking before, like how you, sometimes things get so popular you don't even watch them because it's like what's the point? Yeah. But I feel like I should watch The Sixth Sense because it is now part of our cultural vernacular. Like yeah. it is, but yeah. but only in so much as someone going, I see dead people, and it's like I get the joke. I've seen the joke so many times yeah, yeah. on different late night shows. So I'm just yeah. tired. I should probably watch it at this point though because it is kind of like a classic and i do like watching the classics well let me know what you think if you do uh and here's one last voicemail oh i can't let you know what i think because apparently i read this article from a guy who says i can't have opinions about movies (laughs) that's not what i said no i I can't i can't let you know all right that's not what i said all right here's here's, here's a voicemail about stories about my dad hello long time fan of the show could you please tell more stories about your father i love the one where he was burning tires, and I love the one where he's playing mercy and calling people a pussy. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I got a shit ton of dad stories. I do like your dad stories. Yeah. Man. Oh, I man. I got was that your dad? That sounded like my that dad. That was yeah. a dad for yeah, sure. That was a dad for sure. Oh, man. So many uh, so many dad stories. Um, I'll just say that here's like a quick summary of like my dad in the last fi- like 12, 15 years. First of all, my dad's 90. Uh, 90 years old. Holy shit. Yeah. He's old as shit, and he's a badass. He could still, I'm sure he could still kick my ass at this age. Um, He's just, I mean, he's just, the guy's a powerhouse. Does he just, like, work out all the time, or is he just super active? Um, The guy's hands are, like, made out of lumber. His hand, like, he welds, you know, he welds, he builds 
cages. He builds, uh, you know, he rebuilds cars. He he buy he bought two cars. My Man, first... none of this trickled down to you, huh? You, you fuck you <laughs> up. Well, that's a, that's the thing. My dad would come up to me and he would take my hand. My hands, I got like typists' hands, right? Because I write, <laughs> I work with computers all the time. Pussy hands. Yeah, you, yeah. Look, you look like you work in a moisturizing factory. Yeah, you <laughs> fuck you. Right? It's not that bad. My hands are pretty dry. You know, that's kind of cool. But uh, <laughs> my dad would come grab my hands and he'd hold them in his and they just look like you know so compared to his his is just like sausages and my fingers are kind of i'd say they're tone you know that's the word i would use they're tone fingers i think one of my, my middle finger kind you of you have curves. the hands of a blogger did you just get a manicure <laughs> no i get it fuck you guys wow. tired of the shit it's like cotton. It's yeah it's would you soft. say like cotton yeah like yeah you're like, you're like cotton now for those listening he's wearing pink nail, nail polish I'm not <laughs> that's a lie i'm gonna edit this from the episode uh, <laughs> but my dad would look like hold my hands and then look down at them and then look up look up at me and goes pussy <laughs> Like, yep, that's where these hands have been. <laughs> yeah, Dad, how about that? When no. was that, like, last week? Or <laughs> now, my dad my dad also, like, never used bandages, ever. Like, he never uses bandages. He just uses masking tape. And uh, <laughs> Jesus H. Yeah, he'll use, like, you know, a masking tape with, like, a stick or something if he feels like his finger might be broken, which many times may have been. And his his nails. I've never seen nails like this. Imagine, like... It's almost like, uh, like you know, you know, Chinese like bamboo, you know, yeah. like in, in your food, whatever. And it, it gets kind of like um, you get those like those little long strings, slivers, those long sliver. Yeah, his nails kind of look like that. Like you can see the fibers because they're like, so. Do you thick. feel like like the nerves have grown into him, where now he can't even cut them? Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, yeah, for sure, he has to file that shit. Like, I don't think there's a. I don't think the mouth of a fingernail clipper is thick enough to cut his he nails. He probably uses like the same thing you use on your dog. You know, one of those motorized things that you hold down oh, and yeah. spins and yeah. you like put your nail like in Like a little it? grinder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my, and my dad uses, most of the medicine my dad uses is Corona. Now, if you don't know what this is, go to Amazon right now and look up Corona. It's horse hoof med- medication. It's basically like a, a solve, like an ointment that you put to... to to cure horses of like gashes and, and wounds, and he shouldn't change a goddamn thing. No. <laughs> I mean, it's taken him this far. If he does anything to change now, yeah, he used to he used to put it on me when I was a kid. Like it, the stuff actually works. It's it's made. that explains why you're so hairy. <laughs> <laughs> Except my head, yeah, uh, yeah, that long tail coming off your butt cheek. Yeah, yeah. It, this the stuff is is made for like healing horses from like gashes and wounds. And uh, it works because it's very powerful stuff. It works on humans, too. It's very strong smell. It smells like Vicks to the power of two. You know, uh, it's insane. Uh, Corona. Corona is the name of it. You can get it at Kmart. Stinks to high heaven. But one time I, I fell while I was riding my bike, and I slid, like, 10 feet on my thigh. And I got up, and my whole thigh was raw, like hamburger went home my dad just like plastered it with corona and then it just like stunk for like a day or two but i got i healed pretty quick it was like a week week and a half later i was fine right. yeah does it come in like a giant like toothpaste tube or like a little like um jar it looks like a margarine but uh margarine container oh my god yeah so you just like peel back and just rub it on like a huge stick no you it's almost you need like a butter knife for it it, it looks like margarine Wow. Yeah, and it, it look and the color of it too is kind of like golden, kind of like margin. Anyway, I'm grossing myself out. Um, <laughs> we should get to some quick news headlines. We get a couple quick ones, and we got to wrap this up. Half of people who think they have food allergies do not, according to a new study. 
This is according to The Guardian. The number of adults who think they have a food allergy is almost double the figure who actually have one, research has revealed. The researchers found that many people with an allergy do not have a prescription for potentially life-saving medication, while others might be avoiding foods unnecessarily. This is like half my fucking friends. Yeah, well, it, it, but here's the thing. It's not – they think they have a full food allergy. They don't, but it's, uh, it's Roundup. That's the what they're allergic to. It's the Roundup they're being put on the, the wheat and, and being grown in this country. The stuff Monsanto? Yeah. What, it's what the is people, It's a for, uh, some weed killer. Weed killer. Uh, so sure that's, that? yes, that is the fucking thing, man. It's always Roundup. And people think it's them. It's because they, they go to France. They have a croissant in France. They don't have a reaction because they're not, you can't use Roundup in France. You can't use or the, the Monsanto or whatever. And then over here in this country, they have it all the time. It's because of what we're spraying on uh, in the uh, in the fields. Is that, that's what people are having a reaction he- I've to. I've heard that, though. That sounds kind of conspiratorial. I'm telling yeah. you, man, it's yeah. true. It's it's uh, that'll, this is my other prediction for the year. Sounds like you've been reading too much one. free thought project. Yeah, free thought project, Ron. I can't anymore. Got deleted by yeah. Facebook. <laughs> yeah, fucking Facebook. Well, it says the TikTok te- for life. <laughs> fucking TikTok is so cringy. Uh, it says here then the team assessed whether the reported allergy, whether they were diagnosed or not, was convincing. For example, if the participant had experienced symptoms such as throat tightening or vomiting, that's the sign of an actual allergy. The results revealed that mo- the most common convincing allergy was to sh- uh, shellfish, which is a real one. So when pe- you know when people tell me they have allergies to foods, I always like to test them, <laughs> except when it comes to peanuts or shellfish or uh, you know what's the, what's the other one that people are actually allergic to? Like those are those are real ones. But it says here the shellfish allergy, which my dad is allergic to shellfish. I didn't know this, but it affects 2.9 percent of adults. With milk and peanuts in second and third place, affecting 1.9 and 1.8% of adults, respectively. Guys, that makes sense. Because if the entire fucking human population, what, like, you know, 40% was allergic to gluten or whatever crazy number they think it is, we would all be dead. Most people aren't allergic to most things because we'd be dead. But while 10.8% of participants were deemed to have at least one convincing food allergy, almost twice as many, 19%, reported that they had such a problem. Of those with a convincing allergy, almost half said that they had developed at least one of their food allergies as an adult, while about 38% that said that they had undertaken an emergency hospital visit for, as a result of the, that allergy. However, only 48% said that they had received a diagnosis from a doctor, and just a quarter had said that they had a prescription for adrenaline, which is a common allergy treatment. So, in conclusion, sounds like a bunch of bullshit. Well, we have a history of like demonizing certain foods, and it's gluten's turn. Yeah, because I had a friend who's like, you know, gluten is like, I'm gonna cut back on my gluten just to be healthier, and I'm like, gluten's not bad for you, man. It, gluten is no. fine for you. Yeah. It is not bad for you. Yeah, but I we have- do that. We do that traditionally. Back in like the 1890s or something, we used to fucking um, think protein was bad for you. Yeah, yeah, uh, really? Yeah, and- to, protein was considered the the like all the ills of the of society were because of protein. Yeah. Yeah, protein, and then there was the other one too. Uh, I think butter was demonized for a long time. Oh, and, and fat for a long time. Yeah, fat and now you know, and now it's like we realize, okay, well, we took out the fat and then replaced it with sugar. I mean, it's just like there's always something that we demonize, and I can't wait to see what the next one's gonna be. Yeah, what's gonna take gluten's place? Yeah, it's it's. I think it's starting we, to. We, we do the opposite too, where we feel like there's one thing that's so good for you. Remember, like pomegranate juice was the uh, wonder cure. Coconut, and, coconut yeah, oil. It is all fucking bullshit. Yeah. You know what it is? It's it, a balanced diet. That's what's good for you. Not just one thing. Not not coconut fat yep. that you put in every or coconut oil. Coconut. And then people are like, oh, yeah. it's the best thing, and put it in my coffee. It's like, no, it's full of a ton of fat. Like, yeah. There's no wonder cure all fix. And Good. anyone who's telling this, trying to sell that to you is just trying to make money. Yeah. Any kind of like superfood, like a uh, superfood, like hemp seeds, chia seeds, like whatever the fucking look. 
They're yeah, fine. They're good for you. But it's stuff. like it's like a balanced diet, yeah. and that's what's good for you. That's why we have the canine teeth, and we have molars, because we're omnivorous. We're supposed to eat a variety of foods. Anyway. We should be in charge of everything. Yeah. We're smart as shit. That's right. Uh, we've got a another story here. A man sued Burger King for free burgers for life. <laughs> Did he win? One. Well, maybe. I think he may have. Because here's, here's what Did actually Did he claim happened. that he was the real Burger King, and that's why? No, no. Actually, this guy was trapped in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, for how long? Uh, like an hour or so. Then he should receive free burgers forever how long he was trapped for in the bathroom. For one hour? Yeah. Probably because he was eating Burger King. Yeah. Well, so he, he got locked in there? He got locked in the bathroom. Yeah, listen to this. An Oregon man who got trapped inside a restroom at a Portland area Burger King is suing, claiming he wants a free Whopper meal every week for the rest of his life. Curtis Bruner, 50, filed a suit Tuesday in the Multnomah County Circuit Court in the amount of $9,026, or the amount a Whopper meal per week for the next 22 years would cost. <laughs> and uh, wait, till you, wait till I get to the calculation part of this. This is pretty hilarious. Bruner got trapped inside the confined single-use locked restroom at, uh, well, I won't read the address, uh, for more than an hour. Bruner said that he banged on the door for help and that he could hear what sounded like employees laughing on the other side of the door while a locksmith tried to open the door and free him. The most infuriating part, Bruner said, was the smell of the restroom. Yeah, that would be the uh, most infuriating Well, that's kind part. of his own thing to blame. <laughs> he, he contributed to that. He contributed to it, but only yeah. I would say only like 10%. Yeah, okay. Like most people, right? Uh-huh. You know, Bruner had seemingly already worked out a deal inside the store before he left. The on-site manager told Bruner he could have free burgers for the rest of his life as an apology. So okay, already, so they, they they offered it to they him. They offered it to him. All right. So over the next thirteen days, Bruner ate there every day, sometimes twice a day, until the district manager this, uh, suddenly ended it, prompting the lawsuit. So they did give it to him. Well, but did they give it to him in writing? Or was it a handshake deal? Sounds like it was a handshake deal. Well, maybe they didn't think he was going to live longer than 13 days. <laughs> oh, we're, we're getting to that. Also, if he's like, yeah, he's not going to live that long if he's eating Burger King twice a day. Yeah, so we're getting to that. It says Michael Fuller, his uh, his lawyer, said that his client wants either the original meal deal reinstated or have the burger chain pay Bruner the cost of one Whopper meal a week for life. Fuller's calculation was simple. He took the life expectancy of a man, which is 77, and then subtracted five years because of what a weekly burger could possibly do to a man in his 70s. <laughs> With a life expectancy set to 72, the total comes to one Whopper meal valued at $7.89 per week over 22 years, so it comes to $9,000. So, so he's talking Whopper meal meaning fries and drink. Sounds like it. Hmm. Yeah. $7.89 to shut this guy up. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know why that guy ever offered that. The, the burger. Like, yeah. Be like, I'm not going to come back here. Don't you get to a point as a manager? I used to work for a manager where a customer once complained to her, like, I'm not going to come in here. She just went, good. <laughs> like, why would I want you coming in here, wasting my time, yelling at my employees and causing a scene? Yeah. Go anywhere else. I don't care. Yeah. And I was like, why don't more managers do that? The, I had a friend in, uh, in Utah who would go to buffets. This guy could fucking eat. And... We take him to uh, pizza. Well, no, Godfather Pizza was this place. They had like all you can eat pizza. Between the four of us, we would put down easily like six, seven pizzas. It was a, it was so many pizzas. We were such fat kids. And then um, this guy, but it was mostly this kid, this dude. We went to an all you can eat burger place, and he's the guy who ended the program. <laughs> he <laughs> went there. Oh my god! Yeah, it, it's like all you can eat burgers from like five to seven, like during the happy hour area, whatever. And they're shitty burgers. They're just like you know burger patty. A sprinkle of onions, and that's it. And he would just eat and eat. How many and are we eat. talking? 
He put down, uh, I think one time, like 24 burgers. Oh, my God. That's and, a lot of burgers. And the manager came out and he said, you can't eat any more burgers. And he goes, but I'm still hungry. He goes, you've had, <laughs> you've had enough. And he goes, but I paid for all you could eat. He goes, you've had enough. He goes, well, I want to talk to the manager. He goes, I am the manager. We don't want to serve you any more burgers. <laughs> but but that I mean, he has a point. He's like, well, listen, you know, don't don't write a check with your mouth that you can't cash. If it's, yeah. Is it all you can eat, or is it all you can eat? Yeah. Well, they ended the program shortly after, and it was it's just not, I think due to my it's friend. Not all you can eat anymore. But you know that guy? He, like he didn't win. You like your friend, the burger guy? No, he doesn't. He, you don't win when you eat twenty four fucking burgers. <laughs> no, you lose. Like you, yeah, you. There's yeah. a cost that is there's to be cost. paid. Yeah. You pay that. You pay that cost with your ass. Yeah, uh, with your asshole directly. Anyway, guys, that's it for this show. Kirk, where can people find you? Find me at YouTube slash Kirk Wilcox, Twitter slash Kirk Wilcox, Instagram slash Kirkamania, KirkWilcox.com. Yeah, you guys thought about uh, consistency, huh, Ron? Has that your word of the year? That's my word of the year. Yeah, not with uh, not with Kirk and I because I screwed up like that too. I didn't have the the same handle that I wanted on all the social media platforms. Yeah, I'm so the same way. Yeah. yeah, Dreadmere, how about you? You can find me on everything at Dreadmere on YouTube, Instagram, uh, and Twitter. And if you'd like to argue with me more, you can do so on YouTube and Twitter, because that's where I put up all these same great ideas for yeah, people to hear. Go call my retard on YouTube. Yeah. And and super fun videos, Dreadmere. I can't wait to see your new lot of videos, because we were talking about this before the show started. Dreadmere's really come into his own voice, I feel. Like, your videos are really kicking ass. Oh, and, and I think I feel like this next year they'll really hit their stride because yeah. we and not to say that they haven't already they're mm-hmm. good but i think that you can definitely see a progression in the work so check out dreadmere's videos they're great stuff and ron uh, you can find me hey ron on instagram and ron babcock on twitter and uh yeah you can listen to my album uh, this guy for free on spotify right now oh it's fantastic super fun album anyway guys that's it for this episode tune in next week we'll be having another debate thank you kirk wilcox Thank you, Dreadmere. Thank you. And thank Thank you to my rear admiral of tangents, Ron Babcock. Happy New Year, everyone. But most of all, you're welcome. Hey, Maddox, you better make sure to do a compilation of all the uh, Babcock tips because, I don't know, they sound pretty good. (laughs) And I don't want to go through all the bullshit of... uh, you know, go through all this shit. Thank you. <laughs> go through all the bullshit of listening to the entire show. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm bailing on this phone call. <laughs> hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network.